And I know we got a few designated drivers out there, and I'm going to say, take it a step farther. Weave a little on the way home. This way, when the cops pull you over, you can pass a drunk test, and some of the real drunks can zip on by. And I rarely have pictures, man. Very few Chicano families have actual photo albums, you know. We, just, we, don't, we, never t we take pictures, we just never develop the film. Because you don't want to be charged, that loco. You were just there, you remember, cabrón. I want that picture, Cito. Everything was remembered. Remember that time we went? You remember, remember? Remember we went to Disneyland? You don't remember? You remember? Remember? And you scratch your back on the fence getting in when I pulled you under? You don't remember that? You still have the four marks, good luck. Shit, you cried a lot, I thought you would remember. You don't remember, then they tell you shit about the date. Remember we all shared a churro? Lick it and pass it, lick it and pass it. You don't remember? Lick it and pass it. Lick, take a bite and see what's gonna happen. Lick it and pass it. Remember the police were coming and all the kids went to Small World and blended in? Act natural, cabrones. People on the boats looking at the kids. Oh my God! The little kids from Mexico look so real. I know, huh? <laughs> I never got my own anything. I always had to share it, you know. And maybe you get a popsicle in the summer, you know, off the truck. You know, and you, you get it, and before you ate it, hey, hey, wait a minute, they break it in two minutes. <laughs> you didn't think you were gonna get your own popsicle, Mr. Popsicles, it's too perfect. You got family, cabron, mira. And if there was four people, they broke that in half. Sometimes you didn't even get the part with the stick. Eat it, eat it, it's gonna melt. Ay, my head, ay, my head. Drink a seven up, drink a seven up, pronto, tomato. We just never wanted to be charged, so you missed out on the, all the other sh I mean, we, I never had a water hose at my house that had the metal end. That fucking hose always cut and cut. I wanted a long hose that you could pull and make it like a snake and a With the nozzle, we ching around with a nozzle. Hell no. My grandfather would be like, hey, you got a thumb, you got a nozzle, you don't need it. I mean, put your thumb on. Well, how do I turn the water off? Pinch it, mira, off, on, mira, let it go, mira. Sus, mira, pay attention, mira, off, on, mira. I want a nozzle, pinch it, David Hasselhoff, get a nozzle. Yeah. It must be nice, huh? mira, nozzle. It's the way we live, man. Never asking for help. A lot of times you did shit yourself because you couldn't ask anybody for help. Because they'd always say no, so you had to find another way to ask them. Hey, uh, 
What are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm not gonna help you move that fucking refrigerator. <laughs> Did I ask you? And then you go home and your mom's like, what did he say? He said, no. Mira condenado, cabrón. Okay, when he wants lemons, tell him no. You always had one house that had lemons. And never with a picker. You know, some families have that picker that's like a crane and it lands in. Does anyone care for an orange? All right. Bitchy Latino, that the fuck is Cova? <laughs> Take your shoe off and throw it, but I'm gonna tag Serious XM. Coming up next. Comedy hits. I have uh, internet access right now because things are going pretty well. And I'm sure some of you guys are online as well. And I like the internet, but it's very annoying sometimes. Like, does this situation happen to you? You're sitting at your computer. Working on something really important. And then you just think, man, I wonder if Home Alone 2 made more money than Home Alone 1. I gotta look into this now. Sorry, important work, something more pressing has come up. I do stuff like that all the time. And what's so annoying is once I start looking into one thing, I'll see something else I wanna research. For example, in the Home Alone situation, I'll be looking at that and I'll say, oh wow, Joe Pesci's in that movie. I don't know much about Joe Pesci. Maybe I should learn everything about Joe Pesci. And then I'll spend hours doing all this Joe Pesci research and now I know so much about Joe Pesci. But it's useless information, it's never gonna help me. I never heard of a situation where a guy's been in an alley with a dude with a knife just like, you're gonna die tonight. Unless you could tell me the name of the album Joe Pesci put out when he was a little kid. Little Joe sure can sing. Damn it, you're free to go. How come so many people know that? I gotta. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure. Run fast on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Channel 99. Uh, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Show, and we are live. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We are currently... Uh, have The city of New York City has switched places with Manitoba, and we are... At about 8 degrees outside with a wind chill factor that they said is minus 20. Now, 
I got out of my cab today, went to make a call. Within eight seconds, my phone went off, and then I looked down and my screen was just flipping. Because phones do not work in the cold, I guess. Cold sucks battery juice. No one said, when I got the phone, by the way, when it's cold, you won't be able to use it. It's not all weather. Technology's fickle. I guess. I don't know. I didn't have my TV outside. Maybe that would have sucked, too. Uh, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, you've heard us talk about this before, that our listeners are the funniest in radio. Uh, last night, one of them gave me, um, well, one of the more happier moments I think I've had in a while, uh, when they sent a tweet to us from at Fez Detector, at Fez Detector on Twitter, uh, if you go over and take a look at at Fez Detector on Twitter, uh, you will see it's Fez's smoke detector. So uh, we'll retweet that from the iBang and from the Ron and Fez Twitter account today. But you've got to just sit and watch uh, it for a couple seconds um, because it... Uh, Every 40 seconds, it just lets out a chirp. (laughs) And, dude, I saw this last night. I just kept waiting for the chirp, knowing that that's exactly what Watley is going through. Mental Twitter torture. I love it. And it's, it's starting to twerp faster and faster. When I first noticed it, I got like a few minutes out of it. Now it is a pretty steady chirp. Um, well, at least you're dealing with it. That's the important thing. When a problem comes up, and they always say, Fez, that sanity is doing the same thing over and over. Expecting new results. That lets you know that you are in the pocket and a sane thinking person. Um... Hysterical. Well, uh, my cab driver told me today that de Blasio is trying to uh, take the city down. Uh, This is the brand new mayor who they've decided hates us. He got 84% of the vote and either uh, 20-some percent of the people are really noisy or everyone has changed their mind. But the... New York Post has already listed that he's out to hurt my neighborhood by not clearing up our snow. As much as I love this story, New York once again loses to Toronto because he's back, back again. Uh, The one and only Rob Ford, uh, new stuff lines up for him. And this is him in some kind of a fast food restaurant, (laughs) drunk off of his ass. And 
somehow speaking in a Jamaican dialect. Patois is what he's speaking. Patois. I, you know what? Help me out here. What exactly is Patois? It's um, it's it's like the native language of Jamaica and the Rasta man, and it's just it's like Boombaclat is uh, is Rust is Patois. So why would a white guy start to drop this lingo? I have no. I'm guessing he was talking to some Jamaican dudes. We don't see who he's talking to, but he just starts. He's talking in, like in real Patois. He's making sense when he gets fucked up. He always goes back to the same place where, and I swear to God, if this isn't fucking Black Sheep, the movie Black Sheep, I don't know what is. And you know, someone who felt like we're getting this thing back together, uh, you know, he's doing sit-ups with a trainer, uh, he's really not drinking, just wakes up in the morning and sees that this is online. But we'll play this for you uh, right now. Uh, he's the one and only Rob Ford, mayor of Toronto, and check this out. We're counter surveilling the guy, you know what I mean? He's hiding here, I'm hiding here, I'm hiding. Oh, we don't. Fuck. Uh, how much money did that cost him? I said, bro, just cut something. No, 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 no money, man. Chop! Uh, that man. I said, you know what, your eyes cloud, I swear to God, man, honestly, man. So? This is the goal, man. Serious yeah. shit, man. Alright, so Chris, you're feeling is and by the way, he's back in that same fucking drunken stupor weird spot there. But you think he was maybe talking to some Jamaicans. Yeah. And it's almost like the weird white guy in America who when they talk to black people start with seventies jive. That's what my dad used to do. Now he, my dad was that guy, so I'm <laughs> sure he was trying let, to relate. Give me an impression of your dad as he was talking to black dudes. Yo, what's up, young blood? He would call me young blood. <laughs> Did you <laughs> fucking die? I, it was just so embarrassing. Even as a small child, I'm like, why are you doing what this? What age? When you're like, this is not right. Seven or eight? <laughs> like, like, really young. I realized, like, but you don't talk like that ever. No, you never talk like that. Oh, God, that's fucking funny shit. <laughs> and I think that's what Rob Ford was doing. I, I have the feeling Rob Ford doesn't have this power when he's sober. Like, he would not be able to speak a fluent foreign language. Like, you know he wasn't speaking a fluent foreign language. He was speaking English with some kind of bad dialect. I against wasn't, He wasn't speaking a foreign language. He's fucked up. Blood clot. Uh, Steve in Florida. Hello. Sorry to be a picky guy, but uh, Patois is Haitian, not Jamaican. It's mixed off of kind of French slash English, and Jamaicans don't speak that. So was he speaking that or Jamaican? <laughs> oh, your phone sucks ass. They speak Patois in Jamaica. They do? They do. I was there. I was listening to people fucking speak. If you listen to Rasta music, they're speaking in Patois. I against I is Patois. Boombaclat is fucking Patois. Um... Now, what's I against I mean? That's something to do with God, I believe. Not that doesn't make sense if you don't Dude. know. <laughs> and if, and when, he, when he says, cha, that's like, please, motherfucker. Cha, that's what cha means. 
He's so fucked up. When he th- he's so great. He's amazing. Ralph Ford is the man. He is absolutely the man. Um, okay, so the point here is Patois. It's not a language. It's slang, and it doesn't really belong to any one of the islands. Not formally defined in linguistics. It can uh, be referred to as creoles, dialects, and other forms of native or local speech. So, quite frankly, he was right with Haitian, and you were right with Jamaican. Glenn, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, hey, Ron, what's happening? Yeah. This guy, Rob Ford, he, he's a, he's, he's something seriously wrong with him. They are incredibly rich. His, their father invented, like, how meat gets wrapped at the grocery store. Plastic? He's got more money. <laughs> yeah, some type of shrink wrapping of food. Like, they are super rich. He doesn't eat any of this, but he puts himself in it. Well, you know, for whatever reason, he's a guy, he wants to be a, a public official, and then he also wants to get really fucked up. And he's trying to divide the two. He's trying not to show up at work drunk, but in a pre-YouTube era, maybe you could do that, you know? Like, there's this old story in uh New York... uh mythology where there was a certain bar uh Toot Shore and Jackie Gleason when he had the number one show in the world was so drunk that he had fallen asleep in front of the front door inside and everyone who came into the club had to step over him and they all sat around all night watching it and they were laughing and having a good time because they were Jackie's buddy. Today that would be up on TMZ and he would be in rehab to protect himself, you know? Back then it was a very funny story showing that, you know, he's a regular dude. Today... Everyone be like, look at poor Jackie Gleason. Look what he puts his wife through. What an embarrassment he is to the network. And everyone reacts to it. You can't get away. Um, I think we should do this. Uh, maybe Rob uh, Ford can have a Jamaican tourism slogan. Maybe that could be Rob Ford's job here in the future. Uh, and we'll put something up on it. What do we got to give away? We've got a signed CD, Wild and Free, signed by Ziggy Marley. Mm. In the spirit. In the spirit of the island people. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's see how up to you, uh, you are on this. Also, we'll put this up on the iBanger as well, if you want to go over there. See if you can beat all my... I'm going to give Fezzy's first line, okay, as the line to beat. Without even checking with him. Because Fez is like a slogan guy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let me kind of set the table here. Paint this picture. Uh, It's a TV commercial. You see beautiful Jamaica. (laughs) You see a red stripe. And it pulls up. And there's Rob Ford in his tight white shirt and red tie. And what is... Rob Ford's 
Jamaican tourism slogan. Fezzy. Come to Jamaica. More pussy than even I can eat. Oh, jeez. That's a callback. I don't... We'll have to play it on cable because you can't put that anywhere else. Come to Jamaica. And Fez has never said this before. More pussy than even I can eat. I don't like to say that word. It seemed appropriate for this. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's over on the iBang.com. And you can also give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Chris Stanley, do you got one for us? Let's smoke crack together and feel all right. Oh, that's really nice, because it's not just the slogan that he's doing here. It's also like a fun little song that everybody can enjoy. It's a jingle, too. Yeah. All right, you might be already beat, Fez. I I hope you got another one. Jamaica, where Rob Ford comes across as normal. Oh, jeez. We're fucking pulling Jamaica down for no apparent reason. And they're trying to get that bobsled team there again. Um, What about you? What do you got for us? Rob Ford, he's standing there. You come zoom right into his face. He's holding a crack pipe. He smashed it together with a joint. It's Rob Ford. Even our weed is laced with crack. Oh, that sucked. And it took forever to set up, and that just sucked. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Look at this. I'm getting stuff from Platts sent to me. Um, uh, Flathead just said in and just said, Rob Ford, call the white courtesy phone. Rob Ford to the white courtesy phone. Used to be our own little... We knew the package had arrived by white courtesy phone. Um, all right, here's uh, Russ. Russ, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ron. You're right Hello? there, buddy. I'm going to have to move on. Fuck. Go ahead. What do you got for me, pal? Hey, can't we all just sit down like as a country or whatever and just watch one episode or of Trailer Park Boys to realize that this kind of behavior is acceptable up there? That is the longest, worst slogan in the history of the show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's some of the ones coming in off the iBank. Come to Toronto, man. We got all kinds of cool runnings here. <laughs> this one I love already. I'll be your buffalo-sized soldier. That one might be hard to beat. Uh, next, Jamaica. Hooray for pussy. Come to Jamaica. <laughs> Enjoy a screwball. It's the cracking John and Ganja, man. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Wyatt, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Come to Jamaica, where cracked-out mayors come to die. Um... Let's. He never will. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What do you got for me? Come to Jamaica. Boomba crack. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. <laughs> I like that one. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Best slogan wins a big prize, Fez. It is wild and free on CD signed by Ziggy Marley. Uh, Leo in the Bahamas. Yes. 
Leo, go ahead. Come to Jamaica and feel iry. Here's Dan in Toronto. Come to Jamaica, home of Bob Marley and Rob Farley. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I can feel the build. I can feel the build here, and we're starting to get there. It's the Ron Fez Show. Your chance to win Ziggy Marley. Just give us Rob Ford's brand new Jamaican tourism slogan. Let's go over to Jesse. Jesse, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Jesse, I'm go in ahead. Come to Jamaica and I'll stab you. Come to Jamaica or what? Or I'll stab you. Uh, Mike, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Jamaican babies, the old-fashioned way. We raped you. Here's uh, Pat in Staten Island. I'm fucked up. You can get fucked up, too. Here's Todd. Todd, what do you got for Rob Ford's Jamaican tourism slogan? Exodus, movement of Toronto's people. Here's Red Bear. What do you got? I'm big dumb talent, son. So I'm allowed to be a moron. That was such a great fucking impression. All right, let me read some of these off the eye bang. Rum and Coke or Rum and Crack? You decide. Jamaica. Uh, and you thought our black people were crazy. Uh, Bob Marley's daddy was white, so who wants me to, who wants to help me start a reggae supergroup? Um, ja Rule of Toronto, Rob Ford. Would you rather have a jerk chicken or a jerk mare? <laughs> I gotta say right now, I think the iBang is beating the callers. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's one. Rob Ford, I'm crazy about Jamaica. Rob Ford, crack, weed, pills, booze, Jamaica and you, perfect together. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. Rob, I have a uh, Ron, I have a Rob Ford Jamaica tourist slogan. Come to Jamaica. There's less cameras here. Bill in New Hampshire. Hey, uh, yeah, Rob Ford Jamaican tourism slogan. You are now free to stagger and stumble about the country. Floyd, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, man, come to Jamaica. We like doobies, pussy, and if Fez comes, we'll fuck him in the ass. Joe in Queens. Come to Jamaica, where crack is cheaper and pussies go deeper. Dave in San Francisco. Come hang out with Lionel Joseph. David in Tennessee. <laughs> Rob Ford, Jamaican slogan. I'll have the Pastafarian, please. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's a couple off the eye bang. Jamaica, we make, we make, wait, let me try it again. Jamaica, more like Jew make you. 866-BOOM-A-CRACKPOT. Uh, Toronto's got a bobsled team. We got speed before we get speed. Um, I got enough conch to eat back home in Jamaica, Rob Ford. Everything's going to be all right. Let's smoke some rock. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. This thing is up and running now. 
best callers in radio taking a shot at this. This is Rob Ford's Jamaican tourism slogan. Uh, Andy, what do you got, pal? Rob Ford, Jamaican tourism slogan. Welcome to Jamaica. There, I said it. Can I get my crack now? Jesse in South Carolina. I fuck your dick. Chris in Long Island. Rob Ford, Jamaican slogan. Tourism slogan. Jamaican me lazy. David, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, me say Jamaica. It's a Jamaican me learning. Shane in Texas. Jamaican jerk me off. Jason in PA. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Head on up, it's crack rock time. Bill in Massachusetts. Come to Jamaica, we'll hijack the plane. We'll steal all your children and feed them cocaine. Glenn in Canada. Hey, buddies, uh, I got 300 pounds of crack in my pants. Lance in Louisiana. Come to Jamaica where you run wild and free. Not even Richard Sherman can cover you. Ron, John in Massachusetts. Come to Jamaica. You call it substance abuse. We call it heaven. Rob Ford. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Fezzy, looks like uh, they're trampling over you here. You don't have a big one for us? I've got uh, Jamaica, the new home of the person now known as Mayor Rob Lyon. Rob Ford's Jamaican tourism slogan is out there. How about Rob Ford, our, ma- our Jamaica, our, our mayor is fatter than the seeds in our pot? Oh. Oh. 866 Ron Zero Fez. What? What? No, not on that one. What? What? (laughs) I'm serious. What? Uh, Here's some of the ones coming in off the eye bang. Dreadlocks and Crack Rocks. That's from Cigars and Scotch. Cool Runnings from The Police. You're drunk, fat, and stupid. Who gives a shit? It's Jamaica. Well, that's a good one. All right. Rob Ford, I'll shrink wrap your crack for you. See, I like that kind of a. <laughs> I like that kind of a quick, <coughs> quick callback when we had no idea that the man came from the sh- uh, shrink wrap fucking dynasty of Toronto. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Let's try Brian in Boston. Brian. It says, welcome to Jamaica, man. Have some nice crack. Dave in Ohio. Hey, this is Rob Ford. Fuck Molson. Come to Jamaica and drink Red Stripe. Dave in Tennessee. Breaking news. Rob Ford claims it's the media that's been Jamaican him crazy. Kid, kid. Andy in Cleveland. The Rob Ford bring the Bay Rum from the Hudson Bay. Come to Jamaica and see the great white whale, Irie. Tom in Michigan. I don't always smoke crack in Jamaica, but when I do, it's with Rob Ford. Jay in California. I used to be a mayor for crack. Have you ever been a mayor for marijuana? Richard in St. Louis. Jamaica. Fatties. Smoking fatties. Gunner in Connecticut. Jamaica, where belugas come to dry out. Bob in Florida. They want to chase this crazy bald head out of town. 
That was just two on the nose. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's some of the ones off the iBang. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get your crack pipe, it's smoking time. Um, let me in for the second term, and I'll spend it right here at the beach, boy. Jamaica, no, I ate her. Pussy. My wife's pussy. I ate my wife's pussy. Jamaica, the crabs are complimentary. Jamaica, one love, 3XL shirts. Jamaica, our king is fat, drunk, and white. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Best callers of radio are taking it on. They're taking on the challenge, and they're ready to go with this. This is Rob Ford's Jamaican tourism slogan. Um, Bob in Miami. It's Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. Jamaica, 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 Jamaica. Jason in Rochester. Rob Ford, like a rock man. Dave in Ohio. Jamaican pussy. Nah, I got enough stuff to eat at home. Ball in Buffalo. Hey, this is Rob Ford. Come to Jamaica. Fuck the bobsled. Ride the bobsled. Eddie in Texas. Jamaica. Ganja be happy. Mike in Staten Island. Buffalo soldier. That drunk mayor. It's pretty good. Mike in Miami. Enjoy some boom boom cheesy with Rob Ford. Daniel in Florida. Jamaican may want to smoke the rock, man. Uh, another Dan in Florida. Jamaica, respect the rock. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Even though we haven't heard from him in a while, he popped out just like the groundhog on Groundhog's Day, all fucked up, and for some reason, dropping some kind of weird Jamaican dialect that Higgs tells us is a slang of all the islands. Rob Ford is back, and the best callers in radio are taking him on. Now, if you can't get through on our lines, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, you can also go over to the iBang.com. Uh, we've got it set up so you can leave your post there, and they're fucking killing it. Um, here you go, Rob Ford's Jamaican's campaigns. A vacation you can afford. Uh, Rob Ford, I am the Chris Christie of Jamaica. Smoke blunts and eat cum. Rob Ford, I'll lick you from pussy to my crack. Buffalo mayor. Mumble, mumble, incoherent. I'm starving. Um, Jamaica, home of the jerk spice pussy. Come to Jamaica and live in a van down by the ocean. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Chris, I know you're over there helping with the phones. They're just fucking smoking today. Lighting up just like Rob Ford. Lighting up in a big, big way. Um, and, Fez, I think they buried your opening line. Here's Bryce in Canada. I got the buffalo wing, yeah, into my belly, yeah. Sing it. Todd in Detroit. Toronto's bone loves Jamaican rum. John in Kentucky. Kevin in Tampa. Jamaica? I don't even know her. 
Ryan. Jamaica man, where the boobies are bigger than Rob Ford's boobies. Jason in Detroit. Go for the Jay in California. I said, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. So we can toke it up all day and smoke crack off each other. Travis in Austin. Travis, we got you? Hello? Yeah, go ahead, pal. Hi, you're on the Run of Face show. Yeah, I got a slogan for Rob for Jamaica. Lay it on us. All right. Come to Jamaica where you're, I'm higher than the combined vertical leap of the entire Raptors team. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm looking over at Shelby right now. You've gone 0 for 2. You got one in you, Shelby. Does Mr. What? What? Is he ready to bring this thing to the forefront? Give us your Rob Ford tourism slogan. Rob Ford tourism slogan. No, I got nothing. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Somebody is going to be banned from the big room. Uh, Moses, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yes. Jamaica. Great phone. Al in Tampa. Eric in Georgia. In Canada, they tried to bring me down. In Jamaica, I let them. Virginia in L.A. Hey, Jamaica, let's smoke crack till we think we're black. <laughs> Here's uh, Brendan in Long Island. Jamaica, my neck's too fat for this dashiki. James in Maine. Jamaica, fat mayor in a little island. Fat mayor in a little island. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jamaica, does this island make me look fat? Come to Jamaica, where this slogan is anything Shelby can spit out. <laughs> Poor Shelves. Um, here's uh, Sean in North Carolina. I come here to do one or two things. Eat pussy or smoke crack, and I'm all out of pussy. That is the weirdest <laughs> reference. You even know the movie that he went to on that? Uh, Steve in Queens. Steve. Wanna get high? Try it again. Wanna get high? Wanna get high? I do like that. <laughs> uh, Bob in Illinois. Don't worry. Smoke, cracky. It's tough to beat a whistle. Justin in Virginia. Boom-bumbo-way-doomba. I'll suck your dick for crack money. Kevin in South Carolina. Jamaica, more like Jamaica. Dove in New Jersey. Hey, big-ass card holder, 3529. Jamaica, how's it going, eh? Scott in Rhode Island. Come to Jamaica, young girls, no kind. Scott New York. Jamaica, we may have jerk chicken, but the jerk store is running out of Rob Ford. David, Ohio. 
Come to Jamaica. This is Rob Ford. You don't need a fucking excuse to come here. You live in that shithole Canada. Dave in Tennessee. No, I said I wanted a large Jamoka milkshake. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Back over to the iBang. And they're crushing it. Um... Forget Betty Ford. Check into Rob Ford's Jamaican Clinic. Everything's going to be all white, fat, and cracked out. Jamaica. Oh, shit. I thought I was in the Bahamas. Rob Ford. I can feed a small family here in Jamaica. Uh, See? I told you I had black friends. And come to Jamaica and see the great white whale. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Getting ready to slow this one down just a little bit, but the best callers in radio are fucking crushing. Here's Matt in Kansas. Jamaica. How the fuck did I get here? Uh, Eddie in Texas. You're on the Ron and Fez show. You're going to be happy in Jamaica. Lee in Oklahoma. Jamaica, come cracked out, leave space out. Dave in Ohio. Yeah, Jamaica, home of the Rastic Canadians. Blake in Rhode Island. Come to Jamaica, man, where you can ditch the snow for some blow. Lord mercy. Sam in Iowa. Jamaica, where 420 can also be your weight. Matt in Connecticut. Jamaica. Where we rock the fat ass. All right. Best callers in radio. Killing it. Rob Ford's Jamaican tourism slogan. Rob Ford's uh, tourism slogan. Oh, so many funny ones over here on the iBank, too. I guess Marion Barry was busy. Come to Jamaica. We're going to be... Uh, we're going to need a bigger island. Rob Ford referred to me now as Shabba Dranks. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's crack time. Jamaica, that's not a pineapple on your head. Great stuff. Best colors in radio. Uh, we'll be back. Give out the prize. More coming up. Great job, everybody. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Six six Ron Zero Fez eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Great job, best callers in radio, and uh, all these will be passed on to the Jamaican Tourism Board and uh, the Rob Ford Foundation. Big big winner here though. Uh, for me, it was an easy one. Got to give this one out to Tony Meatballs. 
Tony Meatballs, Jamaica, our king is fat, drunk, and white. I don't think uh, you can beat that. Uh, Fezzi, what does he win? Wins a copy of... On CD from Ziggy Marley. It is wild and free. Signed by Ziggy Marley. Smooth. Really smooth. And this is really cool. It's like a book of matches. Look. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is that a book of matches? No. It's tuned, bro. Do you... Well, you wouldn't remember it, but do you ever remember that there was a comedy album with giant rolling papers in it? That would be Cheech and Chong's. And what was the album? Up in Smoke. Not... That's the movie. You are right. I'm going to give that out to a lucky caller. 866-Ron-Zero-Fizzy. I mean, I don't have... Do we have anything signed by Cheech and Chung? Yeah, we do. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. If anyone can answer that question, that trivia question, because this is like a second little thing back to the best callers in radio. 866-Ron-Zero-Fez. We've got signed Cheech and Chung for you. Just tell us the album... They came with the giant rolling papers. The Cheech and Chong album. What do we have signed? We actually have In and Up in Smoke signed by Cheech and Chong and Stacey Keach. Wow. Holy shit. That's fucking major. And that's because we love you because you're the best callers in radio and you make make us uh, laugh our ass off. This may even be up on the 42 list on the iBang that... Um, Shelby put up there. But by the way, I've seriously, at different times in my life, went back and looked at the comedy in Cheech and Chong. It's really fucking strong. More than people give them credit for. I remember like during the Unmasked, when we did with both of them, it was surreal being in the room with like Cheech and Chong. It was weird. As I, had this, I never thought I'd be in this position. Here's, watching all those movies. Here's the weird thing. It's like I still treat them like Cheech and Chong, but Tommy and I go back far enough that he's always bringing up like stories and remember. And I still, I just can't get, I just feel like Cheech and Chong. I can't get comfortable <laughs> that it's Tommy Chong. Yeah. That's and, crazy, um, man. Yeah, he, you know, worked my club, I don't know, a lot of years ago, man, like 17, 18 years ago when he started to redo stand-up. And um, he's, uh, uh, but I'll never get used to, you know what I mean? How could you? I can't think of him as Tommy. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. No, you're, you're Chong, yeah. sir. Um, Fezzi, all the Super Bowl commercials are being not leaked accidentally, but on purpose. And everyone's sending them to the iBang. And there's a debate. Do we put these things up? Because you used to sit around and try to, at every Super Bowl party, Fez would sit with a notebook and write down the funny commercial. I wait for the commercial as much as the commercials as much as the game. And then what I try to do is. That sounds like someone's mom. That does not sound like a fella. That's the best part of the day, really. Because you get all the, com- the people, the companies, it's they put the all out. It's the fucking game. It's just as good as the game, if not better, when the companies put everything into one 30 or second ad. and they 30 or? 30 or 60 second ad. And... <laughs> he has some prep talk. Um, so here's the deal on that. These things are already out. 
and they're already having the buzz that Fez used to want to turn every Monday show into. Save it for Super Bowl Sunday, people. It's too just, late. I mean, every one of them is going to go out in events. Then just put out, you know, every summer movie right now, today. Yeah. Just put them all out online yeah, and I ruin would, everything for everybody. Why would that be ruining? People would love it. They just binge watch I don't it. care what time of year a movie comes out. Do you? <laughs> Whatever. As, as long as it's, as long as, as, if long it's as a good movie, it. I don't care if it's out in January or July. And if I can watch it in my house streaming, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, release all of them for the year. Let's just see. Let's just put out every uh, TV series ending that's even going to come up this year. Well, you wouldn't put out the ending. You'd put out the... Yeah, in a TV show, you get attached Holy shit. to a TV Liz, show. Liz said, Spire said, the answer to this question was, a, was given out on Monday's replay. That somewhere in the Monday's replay, we're giving out the answer to the question. Now, every phone line is packed, and... I am not going to... Here's what I'm going to do. We got nine phone lines. And Chris, to make it fair, I'm going to have you just pick a number between one and nine. Give me seven. All right. Everyone knows the answer. We verified the answer. It's not just my memory. We've all verified the answer. No one's answering me. Yes. Uh, Here is... Yes. Here's Wayne in Sarasota. What's going on, Ron Fez and Pepper Hicks? This is the little prize that goes out to the best callers in radio. Do you have an answer to what was the album that came with a giant rolling paper? My answer is Big Bamboo. Choo-choo-chum! Now, Chris, yeah. would it be terribly hacked to tell you that I smoked a big bamboo joint before? <laughs> no, because I would have. <laughs> it was still felt embarrassing even at the time, even in my teen years. Whatever. But, you know, that dirt fucking pot back then was so cheap that it was not all that expensive to pour an OZ into one fucking thing, light it up and pass it around. That's awesome. Yeah, except for when a seed would pop and this fucking just this fire waterfall would take Flame place. Flamethrower going off. Get Wayne's information on line seven. He's a lucky winner. Up in Smoke on DVD signed by Cheech and Chong and Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach was amazing in that fucking uh, in that movie too. Stacy Keach is just the man in general. By the way, uh, Up in Smoke was one of those movies that I saw that. People in the theater were laughing so hard that you would see somebody just like run down the aisles with their hair on fire. I mean, people were just fucking tearing the seats up. They were laughing so hard. We don't go out of our way to do stoner movies, and they're so fucking funny. I guess Pineapple Express would be the last one. And I thought it was hysterical. Uh, Friday, I thought was fucking hysterical. Half-baked. Hysterical. I would if I was a movie studio, I would just churn fucking stoner movies. Look, potheads like movies. Let's just cater to them. Stoner movies should be bigger than fucking comic book movies. (laughs) 
They should be thinking half baked reboot. It has to. It, maybe it's coming because Colorado and Washington fucking got the legal. Yeah, leaders. but you know what? That makes it less fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because you're not like it's not like bad anymore, right? Because it's just like yeah, all right, everyone's. Well, you can't sit around and brag about it anymore now than you could sit around and brag about stinky cheese that you've got. Yeah, it's, instead of like the drug dealer in the movie who'd be this weirdo, it'd just be a guy who owns a, a dispensary. <laughs> Right. Well, they're used like, you know, bootleggers used to be like Nucky, and now they're, now they're just a the guy with a package store. You know? Yeah. That's how boring legalizing things can get. Maybe we should stay illegal. Fez wants to plug the next Unmasked. That is coming up on Tuesday, February 4th at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock start time on that for B.J. Novak from The Office from Inglorious Bastards with Quentin Tarantino. B.J. Novak getting unmasked Tuesday, February 4th. Go to theinterrobang.com to that, see how you can be in the audience. That just made me want to go. That has gave me some things to think about. I'm going to be at this unmasked. Next to Creed? Right up front. Yeah. Next to Creed, his character of Ryan, and even his story arc throughout the entire series, I actually really enjoyed. He was my second favorite character. Mine was the drunk lady. Oh, Meredith? Yeah. <laughs> and when she came in that time, the fact that she wasn't that different from Meredith. That was really cool. Love BJ. I'm going to give you like a weird thing that I've been into. I can't even tell you why, but I haven't missed a Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Really? I don't. I've seen every Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I haven't seen one. Shelby, have you locked in? There's a Golden Globe winner, you know, for Best Actor and Best uh, Series. I'm locked in big time with it. You watching it? Yeah, they got like a lot of like new people you never heard of. They're just hilarious right off the bat. Right, who's like the depressed girl? Is she a, uh, is she a comic? The like she's not a cop. She's kind of like the secretary. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Chelsea Peretti. God, she's fucking amazing. Yeah, she's appearing on like a lot of different. Like she thinks she was on the season premiere of Kroll Show too. Oh, she was on the first episode of Louis. She was the girl he was going on a date with when the helicopter came down. I love that fucking scene. Yeah, she was. A, she was the girl he was. He was going on a date with. And she, last night, out of nowhere, I just noticed, because I've been watching it, and I'm like, God, she's so funny. But last night, the thing focused on her, and I went, um, she's got a very nice round ass. I just had that thought to myself. I mean, I should watch the show. Probably should have kept it to myself. It probably isn't the type of thing that you repeat. I can't ever stump fucking this comedy nerd, what what, on... Any kind of, hey, do you watch this show? And then he knows every obscure person on there. To you, they seem obscure, but this this girl is fucking hysterical. I recognized her face immediately. But I did not recognize her from the, that first thing of uh, Louie, which I loved. Um, uh, let's... Um, Oh, I want to get into the Warren Buffett thing, too, when you uh, um, get, a, get a chance. Uh, Warren Buffett is putting a, a billion-dollar thing out right now. If you can do the March Madness and guess every game, which there's how many games, Fez? Uh, there, well, we start with uh, 32 games, and then it goes on from there. Well, I mean, together, this is how many bets that you would have to make. I think it's something like 67 games itself you have to pick. 
Look that up for me, would you, Shelbs? But this, if you can do it and you sign up for this thing, which costs nothing, by the way, Warren Buffett gives you $10 billion. $10 billion. Chris Stanley, I know you don't know college basketball. It's a billion. Oh, a billion dollars. I know you don't know basketball, but would you sign up for this? Uh, yeah, I would definitely I would definitely go for that billion. It doesn't cost you any money, and you sit down and get a billion. So that just goes to show you got almost zero chance to pull this off. I'm feeling lucky this uh, this season. Good. There's uh, no but- way anyone's ever going to do this. Yes, Maybe the fact that he is a billionaire, it makes people think there's a chance of winning this. No one's going to get this thing. Well, let me see. For some reason, this fun thing has made Fez angry. Um, you don't lose anything for playing. No, but it's but they're acting like this. There's actually a billion dollars on the line. All right, but he, there is a billion dollars on the line if you hit this probably eight billion to one shot. You gotta take it. You play it. the fucking lottery, you know what I mean, and you don't really have a shot at that. What is the problem with filling this thing out? If it even costed a buck, I could see if people got mad saying you're stealing. But the fact that it's free, I don't see the problem with it. It's fun to fill out brackets, but don't act Warren Buffett like this okay. is a real contest. What are the odds? I said one in three billion. What do you think? I'd say it's one in ten billion. Hicks? I'm going to say one in a billion. I think it's less. And Shelby, what, what? I'm going to go from one in five billion. One in five billion. It is, the chances of you winning this are one in 100,000. Oh, wait. Let me change that. It's one in nine quadrillion. <laughs> now, I don't know what a quadrillion is. Uh... If someone knows, let us uh, in on that. Here's Ben in Oklahoma. Go ahead, Ben. Hey, Ronnie. How's it going, man? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen guys have talked about it, but up on deadline, they're saying that Tarantino's decided to shelf uh, the hateful eight because uh, the script leaked. He gave it to, like, six actors and their publicists and their people, and apparently the script is leaked, and he's so, like, depressed over it that he's canceled it. Um, I did see this. It's up on the iBang. Personally, I'm destroyed, but I'm hoping that he's just mad and hurt and he'll get by it. But this is... The the weird thing is, it hasn't been leaked online. It's just been leaked around Hollywood. And he's furious that it's happened. See, this is what I'm bringing up with the Super Bowl commercial leaks. When you do it with something like a 30-second commercial, it Fez, makes Fez, everyone think Fez. it's okay. This is a Quentin Tarantino movie, and you know we're obsessed with that. But would you be this mad if you were him? It did not get leaked online. I know Inglorious Bastards got released years ago. You're right. Look, Quentin. And by the way, his scripts never look like the first draft. He, he always keeps rewriting. I think he's going to go back to it. I think he's just super pissed right now because he, he gave it to sold, so six people. The thing is, and it was six people he trusted. So, like, if I said to you, look, I'm doing this thing. I want you to come in and help me with it. I'm giving it to you, Shelby, Dave, and Johnny Mac. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Like my closest fucking friends. Yeah. And I said, I'll meet you guys Tuesday and we'll go over it. Yeah. And then I found that you guys were showing it to other people. Yeah, I would be pissed. I don't know if I'd be pissed enough to never do it, but I'd be pissed. Because you're supposed to be his buddies. Yeah. And then, by the way, not just buddies, but he may be giving you work. Exactly. In a Quentin Tarantino project. So apparently what they did is showed their agents, and then their agents went around pitching people when Quentin wasn't even at that And, and then uh, actors from all over town started calling, like, look, I, and other agents started calling, saying, look, I need to get my guy in your film. Can we get a... And saying like this, he'd be good to play Smokey Joe, when no one is even supposed to know the name Smokey Joe. <laughs> he only gave it to three actors, Madsen, Brewster, and Tim Roth. And he doesn't think it's Tim Roth, so it's either Madsen or uh, Dern. Well, I don't think it's Dern either. Why not? I don't know. It seems like he's kind of preoccupied with other stuff right now. See, I I feel it could be Dern because like Roth and Madsen have been in Tarantino's world. Like he's worked for with them a long with, time, my friend. Twenty plus years since day one. And Dern is the new guy. Well, he he did have that little, very small part in Django. That's a good call. Shit, he's part of the Django world. Still. He's, he doesn't have the same, same kind of clout Madsen and Roth Still do. is not a fucking answer for us. <laughs> Still doesn't get over. <laughs> you know what? You're just saying, you gave me a fun fact and I'm shitting on it. Yeah, I am shitting on it. Because there's a big difference between Michael Madsen, Tim Roth, and Bruce Dern in the world of Quentin Tarantino. There's a big uh, difference between you and a person trying to pull their life together. Oh, that, I might have been me. I don't know. You know what? It might have even been on God for it. Because you're not. Yeah, you are trying. And you're not drunk. You said you're really just taking it down to beer and some wines. You're doing good. James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Roddy. I heard an interview this morning with uh, Warren Buffett, and his insurance company is underwriting yeah. the risk on that. The guy who owns Quicken Loans, I think he owns the Cavaliers, too. He's putting up some money, and it's going to be like an annuity. They said the odds, Ronnie, but I can't remember. I think. It was well, here's what the odds are. If you don't know anything and you're just throwing names in, it's like one in, and I give out that weird fucking thing, one in nine quintillion. If you do know college football and really know the odds, I mean, you're a guy who follows college football and you get it. Basketball. Uh Thank you, college basketball, and you get it. It's one in 128 billion, and you're talking about you know guys that follow the sport. So your chances of winning, and we all know this because we played these fucking things. <laughs> but it's fun, and he could lose. You know, the fact is, yeah, his company isn't putting up the money, but yeah, they're underwriting it, which means he has to show up for the check for what would be 500 fucking million dollars. Ooh, that's nice. That just sounds like a nice amount of money. It's 10 to the 18th power as a quintillion. It's a thousand billions. A thousand billions. Yeah. So, like, a hundred thousand, you'd say a hundred thousand billion, nine hundred thousand billion. And then you get to quintillion. Which is actually called a billiard, it turns out. A thousand billions. I didn't know that. Do you know who has a quintillion? Oprah. No. But they wouldn't nominate her. They wouldn't nominate her for Lee Daniels, the butler. 
You'd think she'd just buy her couple Oscars. Just buy the whole thing, actually, and just award everything to herself for that kind of cash. She ought to buy a fucking movie studio and just put herself in every movie. <laughs> I'm Iron Man. What? <laughs> we need a bigger iron suit for me, Oprah. Then I'm also fighting Godzilla. Fuck him. <laughs> and I'm going to make this new Quentin Tarantino movie. It's all, it's all happening in the Western. <clears throat> and I want my name up front like Lee Daniels. So it'll be Lee Daniels, Oprah Winfrey's butler. <laughs> Lee Daniels' butler seems like he should be bringing cocktails to Lee Daniels. They had to change that because because uh, uh, Harvey had to change it from just, they were just going to do the butler. But then another company had the rights to a, to a movie called The Butler back in the day. And then, so he had to change it to Lee Daniels. They wouldn't give him the rights. You have so many fun facts. Right? It's, it's pretty fun, yeah, right? Yeah, I want you to spend more time with me. <laughs> I think it was originally based on the novel Push by Sapphire. But I couldn't. That, that's Sorry. just a room. Can I just say something you've done better in that room? And when I. When I <laughs> By the way, when I threw him out of here, I made him symbolically hand me the ball, and I patted him on the back and said, go get a shower, kid. You're going to get him next game. <laughs> it was really nice. I want to paint a picture of Rob Ford smoking crack, and I'm going to drag this out as long as possible. Instead of doing a fun slogan like all the callers can, I'll act like I've never heard of the show before and start pissing and shitting all over. Um. So anyway, that that will be fucking cool for everybody. Oh, yeah, everyone's gonna be totally into it. I can't wait to fill out a few brackets. Uh, all right, eight six six Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Tell Andrew that I appreciate his call, but that seems to be personal information that I will not be putting on the air. Because I don't know how those people themselves would feel about it and have great respect for both. Thank you. And I'm going to say thank you like this when I'm being condescending. This is going to be my new thing. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Fez, act like you're giving me something. Uh, here's some information on. Oh, thank you. Almost seems like I'm disgusted with everything that's <laughs> happening. I just got an email. Good. To my corporate account from a Mr. Wiki. Don Wiki Wickland? Don Wiki Wickland. Tell him that right now I'm acting like I'm um, I'm a DJ. Yeah. I'm going, Wiki, Wiki, Wiki. Wiki, Wiki, Wiki. When I reply to him, I'll add that. Uh, ask us about Radio Row for the Super Bowl. Tell Mr. Wickland that I've already told two different vice presidents of this company... I will not be going to Radio Row in the Super Bowl. Here's what, um, have you ever been, you've never been, of course. So everyone thinks, oh, they're sending us to the Super Bowl and it's going to be a great thing. It sucks. There are, I'm not making this up, blocks and blocks and blocks of radio shows sitting next to each other, fucking doing their shows at the same time. As Shannon Sharp comes walking down the fucking thing, doing your show once at a time. So when everyone says in the country, my and everyone, every sports show in the country does this. My um, my show or my radio station is sending me to Radio Row, and it sounds great if you're telling your brother-in-law that. 
No, you're not doing anything. Uh, here's uh, Sean. Sean, you're on the Run and Fez show. If they did do the Iron Man movie with Oprah Winfrey, would Gail King play the part of Boar Machine? I think Gail King would probably play Gwyneth Paltrow's part, which is uh, Iron Girl, her name is. Pepper Potts. No, you're Pepper Potts. <laughs> you're my Pepper Potts, if you think about it. Nice. I don't have red hair, though. I'm not attractive like Miss... Why do you got to put yourself down? Look, there's a big difference between me and Miss Paltrow. Yeah. I don't have a website like Goop. Yeah, but you'll have something she'll never have, a neck beard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is borderline neck beard. I worry about you not caring about yourself. You know? And you know what? It made me feel sad... When some of the girls called me an enabler for letting you put on your wheel of wasted. What's what's wrong with wheel of wasted? Because there are some people out there that think you're going to die any day because of your habits oh, and the way that you sound. Never going to die. And then I should be speaking to you about it instead of enabling you. You know what I say to them? Just like Rob Ford. Cha! So you want to be the Rob Ford of this conversation? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. I'm just sticking with the Patswa thing. That was something I would say. God, I love you in that room. You're so much fucking more annoying. In here, in here under the hot spotlight, he melts. But in the cold darkness, he crushes. Fart-filled darkness. I was lining it up in there, man. Can't possibly smell good. In the fart-filled darkness of studio. Um, so anyway, yeah, those are some of the big stories out today, uh, which is really, really fucking strange to hear about Hateful Eight when I was so uh, happy about it. Here's another story ripped from the headlines. It's up on the iBang. It's Jennifer Lawrence got mad because she's on this red carpet and they spoiled Homeland. For her, she's all happy because she sees Brody from um, thing, and she's doing her "I'm an awkward nerd" bit again, which I know everyone loves Jennifer Lawrence. Jayla, but I'm a little tired of the. I'm having another awkward moment. Oops, did I just bring up I once shit myself? You know, and everyone's loving her for it. Um, but. So she's going, I've seen the first two seasons of Brody two times. And I'm going to yell out, spoiler alert, for the people who would like to turn off their radio for the next 30 seconds. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, And she says this twice. Then the girl says to her, who's interviewing her, yeah. And she's like, there's Brody. She's like, I can barely look at him. And she goes, you know, they killed him off. <laughs> And she just fucking turns on this chick, and she's so mad she's acting like she's crying. But again, she's an actress. But in today's age, do we consider it spoiling if, let's say, someone brings up the way Breaking Bad ended? That's still considered a spoiler today. I think it's definitely still spoiling. But the fucking show is off the air. Yeah, but it's one of those. She said she put it, when she puts it out there that I've only seen the first two seasons. Then, and if someone's still gonna put out the Brody info, that is spoiling. I gotta now. I'm I'm gonna say this. Fez just turned me around on this. She qualified it. She let everyone know she doesn't know how this ends. You're right. 
Look, she's in the business, the industry. She's part of all this. She should, it should all be just no, out no, in no, the no, open. no, no, no. Because she likes to get these things on the package and probably watch them on an airplane. That's her thing. But here's the thing. I agree that if she didn't bring it up, it's not spoiling. Like, if you're at a party and you said, you know, when Brody died in Homeland, that can be fucking said. Because that's not a, you know, that's not a spoiler. You would have assumed the other person knew such a thing. Yeah. And you're allowed to talk that way. But if someone says, I love this show, I've watched the first two seasons twice... And then someone says, oh, by the way, Brody died. <laughs> That's wrong. That's like if you were saying to me, I'm reading Catcher in the Rye, and I said to you, and you said, I'm reading Catcher in the Rye, and I'm loving it. And I said to you, did he have his nervous breakdown yet? No, oh, God. What? Did he end up in the nut hut where he's trying to figure shit out? <laughs> Chris, look at me. Yeah, yeah. Just turn to the back. You'll see. It's, <laughs> I'm 15 so pages back in. there. This is a reporter trying to get a uh, a reaction out of a celebrity. Did it on purpose. Funny stuff. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's John. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Chris's character in Iron Man wouldn't be uh, Pepper Potts. It would be Pepper Pothead. Oh, come on. Give, give, give me a break. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I just want to give a big shout out to the 1LB Club. The 1LB Club on YouTube. What'd you do? End up getting a nice uh, letter yesterday? I got a letter in the mail, yeah. Can I say this? My dealer, he sent me a letter. Well, he sent me a letter. It was filled with weed, and I smoked it last night. What? That's a, no. Come to my house and bust me right now. I'm smoking weed. Chris Stanley story. It's an awful song. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing, though. This letter of yours yeah. stunk so bad inside the plastic. It stunk up this room. I had to say, Chris, take it upstairs. One of the bosses walks in here. It literally smelled, smelled, uh, smelled like we were passing a joint around. It was, um, it was, it was, it was the stank, man. My dealer, he sent me a letter. It was very, very potent. You guys aren't familiar with the song "The Letter." No. You of all people should know who was the lead singer on that song. Don't know who the lead singer is. And you're a big Replacements fan, right? I like the Replacements, yeah. I don't understand who you are anymore. <laughs> don't know. They wrote a song about this guy. And you jerked off on it. And I enable you. The girls are right. Wait, so, so I jerked off on it, so I like it? I, here's what I wanted to find out from the girls that are upset. One of them I know is Queen Elizabeth. But I wanted to know if they think that I should try to set up something where I force you to go to rehab. <laughs> no. I, I, can I weigh in on this? Yeah. No. How many of your friends, let's suppose I was a dude, how many of your friends do you think I could get in on it? Would your chick think it was a good idea? No. To send me to rehab? No, it's, it's an awful idea. Do you mind if I asked her? <laughs> yes. Would you mind this? Yeah. If I ever said to her, the day that you want to confront Chris, I'll be one of the people sitting in the room. 
Or have I ruined this shocking surprise by <laughs> saying it? <laughs> Is this already in play? You know, my biggest dream when I was at my lowest place, that I would walk in a room with all my friends and family there and get sent off to Arizona. And I never got it. No, no. Mm-mm. I didn't have those kind of friends. I had enabling friends, much like you, having me. I would like to do uh, more of that, but I really don't care about people, whether they get sober or not. I just care about myself and my own sobriety. You can, like, voluntarily leave a rehab, right? They, they just let you out. They can't, like, hold you there. For the reason that you go in for it? No. <laughs> You're going to go in on that fucking insano thing. <laughs> Not when they can keep you and the homeless people. Uh-huh. Hey, did you see this story? And I find it amazing. And I want to make sure it's up on the, on the wire and get it. And it may be Utah who's doing this. But they're going, they've figured out a way to stop their homelessness. They're going to give the homeless people a free apartment and a caseworker. And the reason that they're doing this is it's because it's cheaper. It's less money than it would cost for, I think, what we have to go through in legal fees with them and what it goes to when they clog up the ER. So I'm going to get this story and put it out there. Uh, it's Utah, and uh, the story on the iBang is this. Utah is on track, take it down a little bit, to end homelessness with one simple idea. Fezzi, how do you feel about that? It's a free apartment and a caseworker, and here's this. You're no longer homeless. You got a place. I think I think it's a fabulous idea. It sounds like we don't pay caseworkers enough in this country that we can afford this. Well, not, I don't think they get a one-on-one caseworker. You know what I mean? I think a bunch of caseworkers would work with enough of them. But it's an interesting idea that if this ends up um, being, you know, done, that it would save us money. But obviously, and I mean, I'm not going to get that kind of blowback in this room, but people in this country are going to be upset that people who don't work get a free place to live. That's why I would put them in every kind of neighborhood. Then it actually... Would be great. But what I'm saying is they're not ruining neighborhoods. People aren't mad about that. What they're mad about is people who don't work (laughs) getting a free place to live. All right, we got a break here. And uh, as I told you before... um, I got another email. That's great. From uh, Mr. Don Wickland saying that Radio Rose, like already, they, before he even moved over, that was set up for to go there. Yes, I'm very well aware of that. Uh, and by very well aware, as I understand that you just told me. Yeah. I've been asked before if I wanted to do Radio Row by Johnny Mac. Uh, I was also asked before if I wanted to do it by Mr. Tim Sabian. I told them both no. Write, write this down as I'm doing it. Okay. It's like it's like one of these sure. great things that while I'm talking, it's actually being typed out by my private secretary, who I enable through drugs and alcohol <laughs> use. So, um, what's like a nice thing? that's like a business way to start this. To whom it may concern. Oh, we I know who it is. It's Wicklin. Citations. It's just like Wicklin. Just put Wiki. I know you're concerned. I know you're the person that's concerned. Okay. I don't have to say to whom. 
I already talked this over with Tim Sabian and Johnny Mack. As I explained to them earlier, Radio Row is a pig fuck. Now, I have a small staff who actually struggled with yesterday's Unmasked. And we've got a lot of new, different kind of work that we're doing. We're bringing in great comedians. And I need to focus on that. Not to sit there and end up, you know, taking 10 hours out of my life screaming at Chris, why didn't you get us Jim Plunkett when the people from Bumfuck Sports Cast Radio in shit-stained Iowa had him for five minutes. I don't care about doing that kind of radio. I did it when it was when I was young. It was like being raped by a teacher. A large cock teacher. Large cocked. And then just sign it uh, Bastole shit fuck fart. Shit fuck fart. It's a big cock teacher? I don't remember that part. You know what? Just strike all that. What the? <laughs> just typed all this stuff up. Just draw him a picture of, of Radio Row and then put like a big X over it. Or one of those international things. All right, big X. Radio Row. Shit, fuck, fart. <clears throat> um, here's Andy. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I got a spy report for you. I need a spy report. Aren't you going to play it for me? All right. Anyway, the, the the iconic Apple Store in uh, Columbus Circle, um, one of those huge glass panes got shattered by a uh, snow blower. One of the workers. The entire um, that entire glass plane pane shattered. It's going to be like half a billion dollars to replace. Why would it be half a billion dollars? It, have you ever seen it? it's like that huge? Yeah, cube but I don't see why it would cost that much. I'm not sure. But um, all over the news. The, the, I know there is not an Apple store at Columbus Circle, but there is one up the street from there. I'm sorry, not Columbus Circle, but uh, on Fifth Avenue, whatever. Yeah, I walk by that. Right it yeah. is a weird, uh, weird building. And they actually did just replay, replace it. Now, who was running the snowblower? The... It was uh, one of the workers just clearing the area out. And, but were they um, working for the city or for that... Um, a, that area. Yeah, see, I'm not sure who's responsible. Oh, this is why you didn't get a spy report. Now, Fez, I've told you before, I want all your things on the same page. We're going to go over that after the show today. Um, Brett, in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Wow, hold on. The estimated cost to repair this is $450,000. This is the one at the plaza. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Use plastic. Do you know how much weed you can buy with that? <laughs> Use plastic. That's fucking funny. All right, what do you got, Brett? Hey, I lived in uh, Kentucky and worked with those special needs adults up there, and they kind of had the same program. Uh, in Texas, they just kind of house them all in, in uh, state schools, and it ends up being terrible care and wasted money. Yeah. And uh, but I moved to Kentucky working with special needs up there. And it, it was kind of the same thing. They had their own caseworker. They they saw they made doctor's appointments for them. They they set up housing for them, and were affable. You know, they got them roommates and and that kind of thing, and got them jobs. But 
it ended up costing way less per individual than it did in Texas to just house them and just basically just keep them alive. To have one person in charge of all their medical care and actually getting to know them and finding out where they could work and what their capabilities were. But even if they didn't work, it still saved the state a ton of money by just having preventative medicine, which these people, you know, if you leave them out on the streets, you're only going to treat them once they get in. in I know they just clog up the... the hospitals, you're 100% correct. All right. I uh, love it, buddy. Going to take a break here. Back in just a couple of minutes. And Otto and George were supposed to stop in today, and we have no idea whether they are or not. No, I've emailed, texted, called. No answer. They were scheduled to come by today, but then, you know, due to the snow yesterday, they contacted them just to make, you know, reconfirm. Uh huh. Radio silence and email silence. Okay. All right. Well, if they can't get over, because it's a brutal day, we'll do it another day. It's funny how I call them day, uh, but we'll do it another day. Uh, they're the best, though. One of my favorite, favorite on mass was with him. Uh, by the way, up on the iBank today, this is pretty cool. I think uh, Leslie put this one up. I'm not sure. Leslie? Yes, Leslie did. It yes. is a five. Uh, which she calls Dummy Comics. I don't know how Otto and George would talk about that, but she put it up in honor of Otto and George, and this is the old school guys who have done the ventriloquism work over the years. And also up is the comedian who changed my life, Jackie Martling. Jackie Martling, I believe. Uh, and take a guess of the comedian that changed his life. You'll want to read that over on the iBang.com. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Serious XM. Comedy. Hits. Channel 99. The Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Nancy Grace is up on the iBang today in a debate against herself. Apparently she feels two ways about marijuana. Now, for some reason, as marijuana now has become legal in a couple of states. Two different people have been fired up about it, uh, attacking it. Nancy Grace and Bill O'Reilly. And it's kind of hard for me to believe um, that there's still anger to be had here, but both of them are fired up, and I don't remember them feeling this way years ago. I may be wrong. But uh, I would like to hear from some anti-marijuana people. Um... Because I don't understand it. I don't smoke marijuana anymore. I would not smoke marijuana anymore. I, I don't want to get high. Chris Stanley, you smoke a lot of marijuana. I smoked some marijuana last night. 
I enjoy smoking marijuana. Um, and marijuana is a, in my opinion, a totally safe and fine drug, which is its labeled as today. Do you even think it's a drug? It's, no, honestly, no, because it's, it's nature, it, man. If it comes from the earth, bro, it's himself. It's ridiculous. Let's listen to this, Nancy Grace. This is stuff with her defending Trayvon Martin as her today acting like marijuana is bringing down the republic. The judge allows in evidence that Trayvon Martin did have marijuana in his system at the time he died. What difference, if any, does that make? Because I've seen too many felonies. And I don't mean pot sales or growing pot like this guy up in Connecticut. To me, it means that he is less likely to pick a fight with someone. I mean, people on pot shoot each other. Isn't it true that when you smoke pot, you just want to lay on the sofa and eat? People on pot kill families, wipe out a whole family. The common uh, connotation pot goes with lethargy, with uh, the munchies, with wanting to eat, with being laid back, not with chasing somebody down, jumping out from behind bushes, beating them in the head till, till they're pulpy, and, and, and basically starting mortal combat. That's not what you typically equate with smoking a doobie. I've got to be drinking booze, or I've got to be smoking, or I've got to be high on pot. She's great. <laughs> She's great. I don't think it's anything to get you violent. I've I don't I don't know anyone who's ever fucking had an adverse reaction to smoking weed where they punched each other in the face. Um. By the way, do you remember who won the Adrian Peterson signed football? Uh, yes, I contacted them on um, on ESPN. They never got back to me. The DOZ? The Dodge, yeah, the Dodge. Said that he called in a few weeks ago and gave his address to the Adrian Peterson signed football. The person on the phone didn't seem too competent. <laughs> do you need any more information from me? So, yeah, when, you, when something like that comes up, Chris, yeah. use this show as a message so... Our winners, the guy won an Adrian Peterson signed football. And that could be one of the things that comes up of, guess what? We have a problem. Just like yesterday, I solved the problem for you where the people that weren't getting their pictures yeah. took just a second of face-to-face. Just That's a it. second. And uh, was taken care of for us. Um, so let's get him that Adrian Peterson signed football. Um Here's uh, Kevin in Toronto. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez, thanks for yeah. having me on. Thank you for doing what you do in the afternoons. It keeps me going, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to sound off on this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Now, for against, I haven't lit up since July the 18th, uh, 1992 at 2.30 in the afternoon is the last time I lit up, and I know that exactly to the second. Um, I probably will again, but... The thing that's really bothering me up in Canada, uh, you know, the, the stuff that we're dealing with here, and I've participated in some governmental focus groups specific to marijuana, is that the, the media grabs a hold of it, and the reason the media grabs a hold of it is for money and advertising. We have to talk about this stuff because it's an issue, but for us here, it all comes down to the economics of the situation, and I wish that the government would really get down 
to admitting the fact that the big query about marijuana has nothing to do with whether people are smoking it, because everybody smokes it. From the government all the way down to, I'll bet you Obama's lit up. We know that Clinton did, and Nixon should have. So... You know, well, here's the thing. Not, Obama not only smoked pot, but he also fucking did some fucking key bumps. So he was what we would call a regular fella. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's weird that you still see people who think of marijuana as you don't understand. That's going to have the kids listening to colored jungle music and dancing funny. You know what I mean? Like, the complaints about marijuana still sound like 1930s reefer madness talk. Here's James in Kansas. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing, my friend? Good. Hey, I, I just want to say, I smoke too and uh, don't smoke anymore, but I just want to get, I wish everybody would get off the fact that uh, smoking is smoking. How about we use, we could fix Detroit if they just grew it. And used it to manufacture products like, you know, like they say, from paper to building materials to everything. I mean, nobody talks anything about the other aspects of weed or hemp. That's all I've ever heard of since uh, I started reading High Times in 10th grade. You know, it's not just for smoking. I've heard it my whole life, but I still, it's still hard for me to believe that people see it like it's the boogeyman. Is it just like some weird old guard that just they're just saying it because that's what they've heard their entire well, life? We don't want the children's to smoke pot. <sighs> the children's could do it. Obviously, that's who everyone's going to. The youngest kids are going to be the ones smoking weed. Do you want a toddler smoking marijuana? Because that's what's going to happen here. <laughs> a toddler is going to smoke marijuana and then start listening to Negro jazz music. Good. Those are all good things. You know what? When your daughter comes home with Charlie Parker, then remember who told you so. Turn that down. What do you think you're doing? With Nancy Grace, I think she's even more worried about her own children. Like, her twins are going to be lighting up watching her on HLN every night. She brings them up in any pot discussion. Well, she's worried about the twins. And the twins. Give me a break. Shelby, you smoke a little marijuana, but not much. Yeah, I dabble here and there, mostly in like social situations, not by oh. myself. What do you mean social situations? Gay clubs? Those and, you know, straight clubs, too. <laughs> so you're bi. Oh, yeah, I said that was well established. <laughs> bi clubs. <laughs> we don't know who we're going to bang tonight. Cock or pussy, cock or pussy. That's what you should have as a coin that has a dick on one side and a vagina on the other. Just flip it and they're at the bar. It's making everything easy for yourself. Well, a lot of it times it's like how I feel. I mean, if I had Chipotle for lunch, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to feel more straight in, in that evening. Chipotle. You know? Um, you know, there's something about him and his joking. By the way... He's telling me that he's got a palace for n- almost as little as you're paying, and it sounds like 10,000 times better than your apartment. In 2014? He's got two parking spots with it. Bullshit! I'm telling you what he told me last night on the phone. That shit ain't no bull, son. D- impossible. 
the the impossible is possible in this situation. First of all, in Manhattan, that alone would be worth, um, I'd say, about a thousand bucks a month. The two parking spots. Oh, easily. I know he's not in Manhattan. He's in shitty story. No, story's the best. Did I mention? Really? Is that why people visit there from all over the world? <laughs> they <laughs> they come skip to see- over Manhattan. <laughs> they come to see the beer garden. Did I mention the fireplace too? It's uh, okay. In there. All right. When do you move in? Hopefully this weekend. How much are you paying? Are you just just tell me he's how paying much? Paying nine. He's paying nine hundred dollars for this place with a parking spot. Two. Dose. He's got two fucking sp- parking spots, Dose. a fireplace, and I'm going, this is a studio, right? And he goes, no, it's a one-bedroom. I go, you're fucking nuts. I go, what does it look like? He goes, I never went there. <laughs> I've got a feeling that someone's taking money from him, and he's going to show up, and the lady goes, I don't know who you are, Good, but I've lived here for 20 years. Bait and switch. No, it's legit. It's- sure. You've is never been there? Too legit to quit? Hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike in Maryland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys, great show. I love what listening to you guys in the afternoon. It is hey, great. But I've never seen anybody after they're smoking get in a fight like they do when they drink alcohol. To be honest with you, I think drink, drinking is more dangerous than smoking pot. I mean, I, they may want another Twinkie or something. That's about it. Right, there, there's a good point. Would you rather be sitting with your kids? Would you feel safer sitting with your kids, right, at a like a drunk hockey game or drunk football game? Or at a fish show. Fish show. 100% all the time. I still think I feel more comfortable at a hockey game. I'm not even making that up. <laughs> you got a great light show. There's some good tunes. I'll give you something. I feel like my kids would get a, a molested at a fish show. Look, there's not... I don't have the numbers on this, but... I'll give you my numbers. Three yeah. and five. <laughs> That's there, how my kids are. There are not a lot of pedophiles in the fish community. and uh, They wouldn't be grabbing no kids at a show. I mean, mm. maybe they'll be just doing whippets. Do they whip it good? Always. All right, this was written into me. The only thing I don't like about pot is how the kids who smoke it seem to want to smoke it all the time. Well, there is an obsessive quality with pot. It may not be addictive, but pot kids tend to smoke talk about smoking it constantly. I think you grow out of that, though. Like, once you start smoking weed, you'd be like, all you want to do is watch the stoner movies, and all you want to do is talk about different kinds of buds. Dude, I got a fucking friend, and he does well, and he brings out these, like, little things. They're about the size of uh, baby food jars. Sure. And explains each fucking... And I'm like, uh... That's great that you have all this fucking weed that you love so much, <laughs> but uh, to me it's just fucking weed, dude. I, I feel the same way. I, I mean, mean I don't like this. You, you can't <laughs> sleep. This right here. Now, when I'm feeling anxious, it's more of this one. It's a body high, it relaxes the body, the mind stays the same. And I go, that's impossible. How could the fucking mind not be affected by marijuana? I, th- I think that's just people buying into whoever sold them that bud, right? Yeah, they all keep repeating the same crazy story. Exactly. And you know what the guy, the guys who sell the weed and, and say those things? That's all bullshit. They're making it up. I'm going to tell you this, too. Wine uh, connoisseurs, where they're doing the... Um, there's a nutty, <laughs> smoky taste. Yeah. Mm. And you could taste the dirt from the region. That's all bullshit, too. Potheads oh, and wine drinkers. And I'm going to give you another one that I hate these fucking people. Cigar connoisseurs. Oh. That I'll be smoking a cigar in the street and people come up and want to discuss it 
with me. Are they smoking? No. And they'll go, oh, <laughs> what is that? And they start to go over it, and they're like, um, uh, what are you smoking? And I go like this. I'm smoking my own motherfucking business. That's what I'm smoking right now. And I get it somewhat when I go into a cigar bar because I guess that's part of the fun for some people. But I say to them, I like to smoke cigars. I don't like to talk about cigars. That's actually pretty goddamn rude to just start, walk up to someone and start asking about what they're smoking. Oh, at least if they're, if they're not smoking. It's right. constant. Then that's impossible. It's that's constant ridiculous. with a cigar. And guess what black guys say? What? Is that a Cuban? Every <laughs> fucking black guy says, is that a Cuban? Um, Connoisseurs kind of ruin things. Here's uh, Jason. Jason, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Um, a couple years ago, my, my son was smoking pot, and uh, I told him, I don't care if you smoke pot, but you... I go, there's the one thing, and this is the thing I don't like about potheads. They get into crappy music, conspiracy theories, and they watch movies, and they're like all into it, like the Matrix. And they're like, oh, it's so much better if you smoke pot. I'm like, well, if it's any good, you don't need the pot. They get way too much detail into certain things and take them way too seriously. I will admit this, though, that when I did smoke pot, that's the kind of shit that I would like to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it would be like, now I want to listen to this album and fucking chill to it or watch this movie and get lost in it. Like, I thought, I don't like cartoons, yeah. but Fantasia, when I was doing acid or smoking marijuana, yes. <laughs> I would just watch the pretty colors going back and Makes forth. Makes it better. Look, eating on while you're, while you're baked and eat, like, food, it just tastes, become, it tastes better. At least in my opinion. Like, I, I smoked, I, I smoked and went out to dinner, and it was just amazing. It yeah, was but it's amazing. also just amazing if you're having sugar pops. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> You can't be trusted. That's like saying you you know, you are funnier when you drink. No, not necessarily. You just think you are. Yeah. And I'm talking about you particularly. Oh, I don't mean okay. even most people. Oh, I'm looking Jesus. directly at you. I thought. Did you and Dave do your show last night? Uh no, he he couldn't make it up to the snow. Thursday night is was when the we're gonna cut the podcast. On Riotcast.com. On a podcast. What's this week going to be about? Super Bowl? Super Bowl, baby. It's all Super Bowl. And <laughs> once NFL's over, all Olympics. Which is nice, because usually there's just, it's just, there's just NBA. After the, after I didn't even know you were a Winter Olympics fan. Yeah, I like the Winter Olympics. Actually, you know what? I, I enjoyed the Winter Olympics more than the Summer Olympics. Holy shit. That's fucking nuts, right? I never heard anybody <laughs> say any fucking crazy talk like that before. I love me some curling. Uh, can I? This is my new thing that has to stop. All right. Yeah, yeah. I love me some, only because I'm being inundated with it, and there's no reason for it. What is, what is the what is better about saying I love curling rather than I love me some curling? It's more. It seems more fun saying I love me. some I don't curling. have any fun with it. Okay. I hate it. That's definitely why I say it. I'll try. I'll, I'll look to break myself. I don't love take me you some. seriously when you say I love me some curling. I think that you're being. I think you're joking about loving curling. I, I, I enjoy watching curling. Last Winter Olympics, that's all I watched. If, if curling was on, watching it nonstop. And the curling, the, the, I think it was the Denmark curling team. You're a hipster, dude. That's fucking hipster talk. <laughs> Seriously. It's straight hipster talk. No, I, it's all I, I watch. I a fucking TV show for you yeah. that you're going to watch constantly. What now. is it? It's Friday Night Hikes. <laughs> and Esquire does it, and it's eight-year-old kids 
playing football in Texas and being pushed till they cry <laughs> and throw up. <laughs> they make the kids cry. Cry hard. Oh, I didn't. They have to make watch these this. kids hit hard, and it's they take it fucking really serious in Texas. And I'm like, I'm watching this, and I'm like. Waiting for this to blow up into false outrage. <laughs> I have to watch it before it gets canceled, then. This sounds awesome. Nah, it won't get canceled. It's Esquire. They're just shining a light on it. Didn't Esquire do the original Friday Night Lights? Isn't that where that first appeared, that story? Yeah, it was Yeah, it was published there, and then it got turned into the movie and TV show. We should talk to Jerry Barker about it. I'm sure he knows all about it. If he isn't drinking himself under a table. I didn't know that he drank that much. I heard he's an alcoholic. Um, here's uh, Ryan. Ryan, you're on the Rough Face Show. Hey, I have an idea about getting a business uh, book detector fixed. He can get a bunch of people to come over, and I'll get high, and then he can, like, direct them into a cheerleading pyramid, and then he can pop to the top, change out the battery, all good. No more chirping when he calls you, so he won't fucking drive you insane. Let's see uh, how many, what the Fez detector chirp count number count is. Let's take a guess. I'm going to say 113. Give me, I think it was more, give me 220. Okay, what do you got? 539. Jesus Christ. Already 539 chirps. Excuse me, 541. It's okay. If you want to follow them on Twitter, what is it? It's at Fez Detector. At Fez Detector, one word. Fez Detector. Fucking hysterical. When I first saw that last night, I laughed my ass off. <laughs> That's all it does is chirp. I'm happy with it. You should be happy with it. It's fun. So I'm going to take it, since we haven't heard yet, and it's 10 minutes to 2, that there is no Otto and George coming in today. No, I, no I've texted him. Not heard he doesn't nothing have back. any people that would uh, let us know? I don't believe he has any people. I, mean, I, I had direct contact with him, and he just he, I got nothing from him. I understand. Best day and a half. Was, they're just showing the best of Rob Ford doing different things. God. He's just he's in a whirlwind. And that shitty fucking restaurant that he's hanging out with is hysterical. <laughs> How'd he find himself there? Uh, they say it's kind of a hangout for him. <laughs> it almost looks like he's there past closing time. Like they just let him hang out while they're uh, putting the chairs up and mopping the floors. Here's uh, Mark in Canada. Hey, uh, the only problem I have with, the, with pot, I, I've never smoked it. I have no use for it. Back in the day, I had my bike and my cigars. But, you know, like, there's a lot of people did, like, serious criminal jail time. They got criminal records just because they got caught smoking pot. Meanwhile, here you got a mayor of Toronto who admits to smoking crack. He doesn't even get arrested. I mean, the whole hypocrisy of the laws, it, it, it's just demonized and criminalizes you when you get caught. But if, oh, I smoked pot last night, and you walk away, like, it's it's, it's unbelievable. Well, that, that's the weirdness of the law thing, is that you can say you do something, but if you get caught, you're okay. They still have to prove it. So, like, if he would have got caught smoking crack... He would have been arrested, but to say I smoke crack is okay. 
once it's inside of you, inside your bloodstream. No, that's not right? true. No. no. No, because let's suppose you're driving, whatever, and they find it in oh, your yeah. bloodstream, you get it. Forget about driving part. It's It's just like once they can't prove it anymore, once they no longer can prove it. Then they'll go with a paraphernalia law where even if there's no crack around, having uh, having the pipe, even with no residue, would still be illegal. I didn't know that that was true. I didn't know that you could get arrested for the pipe with no residue. I think you can. Okay, it's the think that throws me off now. Hey, Captain Phillips is already up on demand. They Boy, wanna, they gave up on that fest. They want to push this. They want everyone to see this goddamn thing. Yeah, well, that's because it's not fucking, you know, going to win the Oscar. You don't see 12 Years a Slave up there. You should get her up there. Mm, her didn't get the love it should have gotten. None whatsoever. Did you love? Um, I liked a lot of it, but I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. But there was I don't sh- like you anymore. <laughs> that the- fucking thing changed me and you. <laughs> Shelby, you just moved into best friend mode. Oh, fucker. And assistant. How's my ass taste, Stanley? <laughs> no, it tastes like nothing. I, I, ain't, it, I ain't eating your ass. I want to guess it tastes like ice cream. Oh, I want to say butternut squash ice cream. No, can't possibly. You're crazy if you don't want to eat that ass. <laughs> I'm saying this is a total straight man. I ain't eating that guy's ass in there. Ain't gonna happen. It's I'm so tell- tiny. It'd be like eating a peanut. Oh mm. my god! Take a bite, baby. Oh Jesus Christ! What a That's puke. Get in there. Oh, you two are gonna have to go to HR and sign up to be fucking dating lovers. No, I'm gonna go to the fucking crack rock before that. I should fucking just keep going to HR and just tell them I'm interested in different people. <laughs> just to keep it weird. I'm really interested in her. Do you hear anything? Um, we're not trying to hook you guys up together. This looks like OK Cupid to you. I never went to an OK Cupid or any of those sites. That's like the big one. More people. Yeah, that's the one that was done in the Ben Stiller movie, right? I think so. You don't have to look it up. It's fine. I'm going to look at Ben Stiller. You never even got back to me over the wiki stuff. I just stay on you constantly to see if you're doing your job. But, um, well, your chair is really squeaky. Yeah, right I got to get out of this chair. Yeah. It's it's freaking me out, to be honest. It's just doing a lot of squeaking. Does that one not have arms on it? No, it does not. Is that why you like it? I didn't like it. It was usually not in the corner here. See, this is a nice squeak-free chair. I don't know. See, look, still, that's still look squeaking up. a little. Moving around, no one can hear anything. That's like Fez's chirp. <laughs> um, I forgot where was it was. Oh, the OK Cupid thing. But more people meet on those dating sites now than in real life. That the dating site business does better for hooking people up than real life does. Yeah, that makes, I mean, uh, a bunch of my buddies who are single, all they do is go through, like, what are you doing tonight? Going on a date. Where'd you meet her? Okay, Cupid. Literally, that's, I, they don't meet anyone at work or anywhere else. Now, when I was younger, that if you went to a dating site, you were considered a loser <laughs> in the pre-internet world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And dating sites have been around, I think, forever. But you were considered a loser, and you would go on one of those sites and meet a loser. But now it's considered normal. And almost weird to not do that. Yeah, you're like you're not on Match.com or whatever, you know, whatever one you use. I think Match.com was the one that was in that movie, not OK Cupid. I don't have to look it up. It's just <laughs> fucking. I, I'm honestly thinking about taking your computer away. Okay, I'll, I'll. 
It just plays your uh, fucking ADD. I don't have Fez talking today, so I don't know exactly what's going on. I know he chirped a little bit in the past. I'm already going to do a break. (laughs) Yeah. These breaks are coming fast and furious these days. Fez got a big live read to do? Yes, he does. Oh, what's it going to be about? Workaholics. Nice. Yeah. That starts tonight, right? Yeah. Yep. Going to be a big, big night. And then that other uh, show starts with the girls. Broad, Broad City. City. Yeah, Broad City. I'm going to definitely check that out. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with Otto and George. <laughs> no, <laughs> they will not be here. You don't know that. <laughs> I know one thing. Gurian never misses his slap. Mm-mm. He gave me a call last night. He th- thinks that, you know, we can work all better with this. Oh. Okay. Jeff Gurian. Hey, you hear from Christine this week? Uh, Maybe she's with Adam and George. <laughs> Maybe we don't know about that, but they were on a plane going to Lost Island. You didn't talk to her this week? I talked to her over the weekend. She had, she had a, a name for me. Oh, great. But then there might be other bookings, so just trying to you know get the schedule. But she's not doing anything this week? This week, no. There was uh, Big J was supposed to have a show actually going on, but it got canceled due to the snow. Shame me up about that. So he was going to come in, but then didn't? No. It doesn't make any sense to what I'm talking about then. All right, we will break. Good news, everybody. Fez is going to do a live read. And then we'll be right back here. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Channel 99. It's the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. So we found out we just got a an email from Otto and George. Uh, Otto just yeah, emailed me. Oh, not George? <laughs> no, just not George. This guy from Otto. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he said, um, well, originally I said, hey, Otto, Wednesday, 2 p.m., come on in. Yeah. Um, he was cool with it, and then he didn't answer me, and he just emailed me back. Tomorrow is good, meaning Thursday. <laughs> uh, we got a couple. We were booked up. Yeah. Um, well, we'll reschedule with him. This weather is insane. Yeah. It'll all work out. Everything's going to be all right. Rock by. You trying to think of where you know that song from? Mm-hmm. A little obscure for you. Late 90s set. I don't got it. It's a, we talk for a while, and then we sing this, the little hook. Um, all right. So uh, that's it for that. 
Coming up very soon, you can be a part of this. I think it's going to be one of the more interesting ones. B.J. Novak is going to be here to do Unmasked, and he's written a book of humor. And I went over this. I don't think we've ever had a humorist. No one has ever done the book, and it should be a lot of fun. That's the next Unmasked. Speaking of Unmasked, uh, our good friend Foggy sent me uh, a present last night. Oh, Mm. That's very nice. He sent me two long emails and then a present. I don't. We must have had, we must have really connected there the other day. But I don't want him to send me presents. That's too much. Presents are nice, though. I always have Janice from Chicago to send me presents. <laughs> and nice notes. Look at the size of that goddamn snowdrift. Great fucking job, De Blasio. I know you hate white people, but can you please move the snow for us? Reading that this morning in the paper, I just couldn't stop laughing on the train where they're just blasting him for targeting neighborhoods without snow pickup. Well, the, the fucking this neighborhood. Holy shit. Yeah. That's huge. It's coming almost up to the goddamn guy's roof. I'm telling you, this snow was um, biggest snow ever. Biggest snow in the history of the world. All right. At least we got that record. Yeah. Fuck the rest of history. Screw it's us now. Suck our dicks, Russia. Well, Russia, you know, what? If they did suck our dicks, wouldn't that make us gay? The female. The female Russians. Oh. Yeah. They do that anyway, though. <laughs> That's their thing. They love it. Mm. Because they're they're just sent here and they don't know where they are. Okay, this got brought up to me. You had Dave Barry on. Yeah, you're right. I did have a humorist on before, Dave Barry. Sorry, B.J. Novak, you're the second humorist ever to be on Unmasked. Did you almost get that one, Fess? Were you almost on it? He's been like the historian for us lately. Um, all right, with no Otto and George, it's open phones time. So we could do a yeah, what do you want? Or anything that's on your mind, Chris Stanley. I had a, um, I had a, I, I was thinking about this. How many coma victims could you kill in an hour. Are you saying, like, if the hospital hired me to do so? <laughs> like, we want to clear out this floor? Sure. I wonder how many coma victims are in any hospital at any given time. I don't think there's a lot. I'd say two dozen, depending no. on the size. Really? No. <laughs> I would think two or three would be enormous. I would have thought they would have been, like, in the 50s. It would be disgusting. That starts to give me the heebie-jeebies like they're plants. Because they go in, but they're not coming out. So you just have... It's not like there's a rotation. You're just piling more on. Yeah, but then don't you ship them over to some long-term uh, care facility where they just keep elderly people? They don't just keep them, like, at the regular hospital forever. Not in this day and age. In this day and age is the only day and age we have. All right, so coma victims, what weapons do I get? None. You're killing them with your bare hands. How many could you take out in an hour? With One your... other question. Okay. Can I have water play into this at all? No, you can't have water to play with. It's just it's your ba you're using your I hands. I use my bare hands to dump them in the pool. <laughs> no, you can't do that. No, that's using water. Why would I be killing so many with my bare hands? It's a ch you're challenging yourself. You're you th okay. Think of yourself as an angel of all mercy. Right. How about that? I don't know. I think it's kind of a nice, merciful thing to lay there in a coma. Just seems like it's comfortable. Doesn't even seem that's not even being alive, man. Come on. Neither is dead. <laughs> that isn't being alive. It's just another state. Look. How many do you think you can kill? 
hour. But let's weapons. say this: what you're saying is, I don't run around fucking killing plants. No. And for all practical purposes, they're in a coma. Well, we're a higher we're a higher life being than a goddamn plant. Plants that's don't what have you're brain. bragging about. Plants don't have brains. That's what I'm saying. Neither do coma guys anymore. Their brains have shut down. But plants live. Maybe a coma person feels good about it. Plants create oxygen. What is a, just a coma victim doing besides taking power from the goddamn local power plant? Right, now let me understand this. <laughs> like electro. You really want to kill them on some kind of an anger issue more than anything else. Look, I've never heard of anyone prejudiced against coma victims until you. I might hurt some people's feelings out there. Now, let me change this, too. Are you a coma victim if you did it to yourself, like, purposely, like, ate a bunch of fucking Xanax and then slipped into a coma? Yeah, you're still you're still a coma victim. I always fucking got that into my head when I was a kid. Slipped into a coma. You know, no one falls face first into a coma, but it's a nice slide. Oh. It's like you slip into a bath or into a terry cloth robe. All right, so it's one hour, right? You got, yeah, 60 minutes. So the big method there would, what would be the fastest way to kill and move on? Fez, how many could you kill in an hour? Oh, I think it's going to be, because I'm thinking suffocation, I think three in an hour. And that's on, and that's in a really good hour. I think it's going to wear me out. Just the emotional part of killing a coma patient, plus strangling or smothering. I think it's going to take a while. See, I would not go for suffocation. I definitely would probably go kick to death. I think I could just fucking kick them until they die, like stomped on them. Sure, stomp a brain? Yeah. Just push them out of the fucking... Am I barefooted or am I wearing work boots? You have sneakers on. Shit. (laughs) Because I really want to come down with a heel. You know what I mean? Because oh, the sure. first thing I'm going to do is lay them all on the floor. I'm going to get them out of the beds. Oh, okay. So you're, you're going to line them up for... Yeah, because you're going from room to room otherwise. Well, yeah. I know. Well, I was hoping that I could just line them up and then stomp dead. Stomp dead. And I figure under that, if I've got to take them out of the bed... I think I could kill one every three minutes, easy enough. I think 20. I feel pretty good about 20 I could stomp to death. Now, see, Fez was saying that the emotional aspect of it... I have none. Especially if it's a coma victim. There's no emotion. They're not screaming or fighting for their lives. Here's the thing with Fez, and this is what keeps him in the fucking state that he's in all the time. The emotion is up to you. Yeah. So if you believe them to be... Kid raping Nazis, you know what I mean? You're not going to be fucking emotional about it. Fez is going to be thinking of them as loved ones. Oh, please. And really, he's most emotional about finally doing some physical work. (laughs) But if... All right, what about you, Shelby? When you say bare hands, that means I I can't use my Hulk hands? Those are off the line? Or... Like, what are we talking He about? always tries to fuck up the things. You know, the rest of us are playing fucking properly. Fez even came up with three, rendering himself barely tougher than a coma victim. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think I could I'd like snap their neck, but, I mean, that seems like easier maybe than it would actually be doing it. So I'm going to go with five. Five I could just waste in an hour. How are you going to do it? 
I'm gonna try to just grab them and snap them. You're not gonna, you don't have not, the skills to do that. You're not a fucking Navy SEAL. <laughs> if anything, you might wake one of them up or at least <laughs> feel better. I'm gonna be really tired at the end of it. I know that. Um, you don't have the arm strength, Shelby, to be snapping necks. Hey, uh, G-Man, you're on the Run and Fest show. Three million bucks. Hey, what's happening? Hey, I just want to give a shout out. Josh B, suck a dick. That's great. Great call. Uh, Sal, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, Mr. B, you guys sound great. Thanks. And I think I could kill about 60 of them. All I got to do is pull the plug, right? That's using my hand. Yeah, but you don't know whether they're going to die in an hour. Yeah, they could still be alive. I mean, they could just not have the the the, and also not all of them need like ventilators or whatever. Some right. are just in a coma. And I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I thought every single one of them needed a ventilator. I thought that made it a coma. I thought we were keeping them alive. I think your way of saying it just comes across as uh, lazy. <laughs> um. I think you're going to end up taking a lot of time, too, listening for that last breath. No. Where you're going to not know for sure if you can put that mark in the dead column yet. No. I kick their fucking brain out of their skull, and they're fucking, <laughs> that's it. I move on. Yeah, you know they're done. I mean, if, if you see brain, they're done. You can't done. be too precious about this. And by the way, so anyone is offended, isn't offended, these are all criminal coma victims in a different country. This doesn't even take place in the United States. Yeah, you're like in Estonia. You know what? No, forget that. You're on another planet. Oh, wow. You're on another planet with fucking humans that happen to live there, but they're still our, our enemies, and they come here and they molest our children. And when they're in a coma, we need to kick them to death. Um, it's a scary planet. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. Um, you guys are talking about the coma. Um, I think the quickest way to kill a good hundred of them in an hour is just keep injecting every one of them individually with propofol. Stop their breathing immediately. No mess, no fun. Uh, we're not sitting. I mean, look, if you wanted to fucking play that game, just goddamn roll a hand grenade in there. That's yeah. not bare hands. You're, you're using your hands, dude, not just injecting them with serum, whatever the hell you're talking about. God. One question. Can I use a chainsaw? Obviously not. I said bare hands. I'm just pointing out I could kill a lot more with a chainsaw. Everyone knows it's easier to kill you know coma what? victims with a chainsaw. Before I even do mine, I'm going to fucking roll on the floor <laughs> laughing, watching Shelby trying to snap a fucking neck. It's not working. You know, I know that you watch a lot of fucking kung fu movies, but it's a lot harder to snap a neck than you think. You just be doing them a favor, most likely, and just cracking the neck. Yeah. Making them feel better. Might wake some of them up, actually. I wonder if... Uh, what are those guys that crack backs for a living called? Chiropractor. Yeah. I wonder if them have ever paralyzed somebody accidentally. <sighs> Had to have happened. I, I wish think I was at least in school. Uh, if I was a lawyer right now, I'd fucking do one of those commercials. Has a chiropractor ever accidentally snapped your fucking neck? If so, you've got a case. I read one of the fucking funniest lawyer things ever, and I'm going to get the person to tell the story on the show one day. I read this story, but I was fucking cracked up so hard I couldn't stand it. Um, Brian, in New York, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, Pepper. Yes. You have to use uh, your Centaur shoes, or you have to use your bare hooves? 
I'm using my hands, and I have legs like a human being. Uh, Denny, new listeners, a lot of people think that Chris Stanley's a centaur. We forgot why. Oh, because of a gift that was made by you, that your long ponytail. Which, by the way, might have been your super producing strength. The hair? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a gif made. Oh, I thought it was a gift. It's gif. Does that what choosy mothers choose? Mm. Say it looked like you got a tail there. <laughs> it's just the hair. Look how happier you were in those days. I got blue blockers on. Very thick eyebrows. Yeah, I know. That's before you learned about tweezing. So tweezing? Is that what I'm saying, Fez? Tweezing's right. Thank you. Bruce in Louisiana. Yeah, I'm going to approach this like Guinness Book when you break the boards. You know, you swing at all the boards to break them. When you're done, you get the accumulated total of what you broke, and you might miss a few. So I think I can stalk 60 larynx in an hour, but I'm probably only going to kill 50 of them. That's, you're taking part of your hour to line up 60 bodies. You got to. You gotta have organization. This is why you're always confused. You don't have any organization in your life. You've got to set the table. I told you guys before. I understood cooking for the first time in my life after I understood prep. I used to think cooking was a stove is hot and you start to burn things and off you go. That's very small part of the cooking process. Same if you want to take about a lot of comas. The actual killing of the body is not going to be as important as the preparing of getting all those bodies in the place that you could kill them. Now, Chris, let me ask you this. Yeah. I can't use any tools. No. Can I jump off a high place? If I could come down for three, four stories on a pile of these... I honestly think I could take out quite a few. I think it's fair if you're willing to do it. It's using your body. It's that includes your bare hands. Uh, John and PA, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, uh, this one's borderline psychotic, man. Like, it's got me questioning a lot of things right now. Why? But, I don't know, man. It's like I'm sitting here driving down the road thinking to myself, how many people could I kill in an hour? It's yeah. ludicrous. Anyhow, um, I, I think I would go bored. Um, I think I'm going to go 20 people. I'm just going to suffocate them with my fingers over their nose and hand over their mouth for three minutes at a shot. 20 people in an hour. I, so I, I would get bored out of my mind just waiting, waiting around for the three minutes to pass, I think. You don't think that you could do two at the same time? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. You know, again, using a little preparation. And then there you are. Hands over two mouths, two noses. And then, you know what? You could also do push-ups during that. Just kind of... <laughs> Pass the time a little easier. <coughs> and then just going to sweet, sweet sleep. Mm. Look who it is. It's Janice of Chicago. <laughs> Hello. Honey, I, I feel like we're in Chicago today. It's cold. It's icy. It's snowy. Uh, it sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But, but it, it is. I've heard that we're past halfway <coughs> point of winter, whatever that means. So. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. I don't either, but Okay. <laughs> Um, the other, I was laughing the other day when uh, you were talking about toothbrushes. I went and bought toothbrushes and put them in my hall closet. And it, I don't mind eating ass in the uh, in a you know in passion, but right. when I'm brushing my teeth, <laughs> I don't want any part of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I think I'll go buy new toothbrushes. <laughs> put them in the closet. That's David Allen Greer brought all of that 
topic to us, oh. saying everyone's eating a little dookie. <laughs> Everybody's eating a little dookie before. <laughs> I did. I did not recall that, but I thought oh, I think I'll go buy new toothbrushes. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Have a great day, and uh, I always feel like I'm. Oh, I have to go find out what. Uh, uh, what New Jersey's eat for Super Bowl? Oh, you know what? Um, why? Because you like to do the food of it? Yeah. I'll tell you this. By Monday, we will have up the real North Jersey cuisine. Okay. Um, some people do the foods of the team, but I like what you're doing here, food of that area. <clears throat> and there's some great food in North Jersey. Cool. Really, really great. Yay. All right, I'm going to stay on top of it for you. Thank you very much. Consider this done, Janice. Ronnie <laughs> B's on the job. You're the best. All right, bye-bye. I love her. If there's anyone that I love outright, unconditionally. She's a good person. And Mikey D was upset earlier that I say his name is one of my best friends. And also his neighborhood didn't get uh, snow plowed. So he feels like they're doing good. <laughs> Shows that there's a lot more white people. <laughs> um, let's go over to... Um, well, I want to get on this right away. Uh, here's Charlie in Santa Cruz. Hey, Charlie. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. You probably pull up in the pussy wagon. Take care of business. Then you'd probably step on them. No, it's using a car. No, you would drive up in the pussy wagon. Then you would, you know what, you know what the guy was doing. You forget, you forgot that she went into the pussy wagon, started doing her th- toe, or big toe. I'm an asshole. You're not a Tarantino fan. No, please. I am, I am, I am. Today we have to get out of here because they're working on the phones. Yeah, they're working on the phones on here. Um, right after the show, operations is coming. Now in. someone has emailed me about Radio Row. I have said this time and time again. We are not doing Radio Row. They can do a special that day. They can do whatever they like. But I'm not going over to the stadium and joining 1,600 fucking shows. All waiting to get the chance to talk to the Seahawks fucking PR person. It's stupid. No, thank you. We're not doing it. They can do a special that day. We're off next Friday. That's it for right now. Shelby, let everyone know that we're off next Friday. Super Bowl Friday. Consider it done. And let everyone know, I am working on making the, the comedy thing at Raw Dog and bringing in the comedians' work and helping the station to reach all new heights. That's what I'm interested in doing. I booked Otto and George today. They're fucking crushing as we speak. Uh, All right? They're busting this place up. It's laughs and laughs and laughs. Tomorrow, Jeffrey Gurian is bringing in a very, very big comedian. One of the biggest in the world. If not the biggest in the world. Um, Later on this week, we get a former member of Saturday Night Live. Funny guys coming through here all the time. Um, And it's going to get even stronger. Even stronger. 
but I don't, this is not a sports show, and I don't want to fucking do Radio Row at the Super Bowl. If I was a sports show, I'd be at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Send that out to everybody. All right. And you know what? Put it under reminding you for the millionth time. And I thought, also put at the top of this, Yeah. I thought you guys were going to be different than this. You broke my heart. I guarantee you, there's no way O and A are going to fucking Radio Row. Unless I'm insane. Hey, speaking of which, where was E-Rock yesterday? He was in a meeting. He A meeting was scheduled that he could not get out of. So that is why he wasn't at the Hank Azaria Unmask. Is he still in the building? I'm not sure. I, Did I, we get I, anything signed for him? Did he need it? He, I, I, I talked to him beforehand. He said he forgot to bring in his, uh, his Simpsons stuff. It's terrible. I was really looking for him, and then I forgot last night. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. yeah he, as soon as we announced, he fucking texted me and emailed me. And he was like, no, I got a meeting. I was like, blow it off, dude. Come on. What? 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 Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? Yeah. I have the uh, end-all, be-all solution to killing the coma patient. Okay. What you want to do is just take both of your palms and gently place them on the side of their heads and then just sink your thumbs into their eyeballs and poke their brains and they'll die instantly. Isn't that going just going to blind them? No, you, you get into the brain. Stick your thumb deep into the brain. You might have to use your uh, middle finger. I'm going to use my middle finger. Yeah, just. I don't want to get my thumbs all fucking brainy. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting some brains on me. Bill in Oklahoma, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I was calling about the uh, chiropractor deal. We actually had a gentleman that lived just not too far from us, went in for just a normal chiropractor session. While he was popping his neck, he actually broke his neck and killed him. There we have it. There's one. Tell him I'm a lawyer, and I want to do it. I'm not a practicing lawyer. That's I'm a, a lawyer in theory. That's a problem. I'm a street lawyer. They're not going to let you into a courtroom. Why not? Because you need to have gone to school and be an accredited lawyer. Otherwise, it's a mistrial. That doesn't sound fair, though. <laughs> it doesn't sound... It sounds like you have to join their system to be found innocent. You just have to learn the law and then know it. And then get a degree saying that you know the law. That's how that's how the law works. That's wrong, though. That's only keeping it as one system. There's no way to change that system because it doesn't allow outsiders. It only allows members. And that's a fucking problem in this country. And Ron Bennington, street lawyer, is going to change that for everybody. And I will immediately tell the judge, not only do I not accept the charges against my client. I don't accept you as a, an authority figure, and I don't accept this court. We are leaving. Uh, is that the girl with the world's greatest ass? Jen Selter, or Se Jen Settler. Is she up on the iBang again today? Yeah, it's uh, under Instagram's best ass signs, big deal. Oh, yeah, what happened there? And I was going to uh, ask you the last time that she showed up in the post, to see if she wanted to come in. But now we're going to have to go. Th she won't be a regular person. <laughs> we're going to go through our clients. That ass is fabulous. 
and apparently she works on it all the time, and um, at night soaks it in coconut milk. Good God! Look at wait, wait. What is your fucking hurry? All right. Look at that fucking ass right there. Why would you click off that? There's, there's, I mean, she has a lot of Instagrams out there. Well, she's got two million Instagram followers. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's like one of the most popular people on Instagram. Rihanna follows her. I read in the paper. Oh, also the Pope. Good damn, Francis. Yeah, I guess you can't blame him. No, Instagram is just pictures. Yeah, just and and some video. It's like uh, they they add like a Vine feature, but it's longer than a Vine. It's like fifteen seconds long. Longer than the Vine. How come we don't? Uh, how come we're, we don't have an Instagram account? That should be part of our big promo thing. I mean, we've got the Fez Twitter right now where every 40 seconds he chirps. Want to guess what number it's up to? I'd rather look at that ass, <laughs> you fucking gay person. I'm straight. Then why? You don't like ass? Jen Settler is a fine young... Seltzer, excuse me, is a fine young lady. W- what do you think of the ass, though? Oh, it's is fucking, that- it's a 10, you know? I mean, this is... I mean, literally, it's like she, her entire life, like she's 20 years old... Her entire being is just fucking put into that ass. There's not a waking moment where she isn't thinking, I gotta work on this ass. I wonder if she thinks so. I gotta wanna I wanna work on this ass because I want everybody to wanna come on it. <laughs> the story I read the I read her story in the post. Do you hear that rumble? Did it come from the right? I hear it now. Yeah, it's coming from down there. Take a look outside and see what it is, Fez. Um, but here's the thing that got to me. It seems to me that I would say immediately, uh, we got to do something to get... If I was a woman, yeah, I would want to grow a dick so I could fuck that ass. According to her story, she just started working out and this ass just developed out of nowhere. Like She just noticed, wait a minute, I've been working out. My ass is getting incredibly shaped. And from there, it's just been sky. She can't even work out in a gym anymore. Like, she has to have her own private gym. Because it's just, dudes just, just are all over Anything? Her. No. It sounded like a really weird thing. It went on a long time, though. It was a long rumble. I went out. I went outside the door. There wasn't, like, anything passing by that would have been rumbling, like a huge delivery or something. But it sounded like it came from the, it sounded like outside the building, like from a Jersey side. Like there was a giant explosion in Jersey. And look how dudes just follow her around and take pictures of her ass. Yeah, she just walks around New York and she's just inundated with people like, oh my God, there's Jen. Jen, There's Jen Selter. And they only know her from Instagram. That's it, yeah. She doesn't do anything else. I mean, there's no videos of her. She just posts fucking pictures of her ass on Instagram. Well, they said they're going to put out videos, like workout videos oh my that God. guys can buy and jerk off to. <laughs> Now, if you were her dad, would you feel bad about this? Like, honey, there's more to you than your your beautiful ass. I, I mean, I'd be happy that she doesn't have. She's just all she has to do is work out to have you know to live. But I'd be like, there's too many guys who want to bang your ass, honey. <laughs> she's just, I mean, you'd be that blunt with her. <laughs> we that, break or take it to the limit. Break one more time. All right, we got a break here. Uh, what is the name of this for people who are writing to me? I'd like to see more pictures of this ass. Uh, it, it is. Instagram's best ass signs big deal. That's up on the iBang. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog.
It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's Tony. Tony, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Hey, Ron. Uh, I just got from MLB.com that the Japanese pitcher signed with the Yankees. Seven years, $155 million. Well, Chris Stanley, you're back on top. Woo! Uh, a Japanese pitcher... His name is what? Tanaka? Tanaka. Professor Tanaka? <laughs> Professor Tora Tanaka? That fucker can't be trusted, and he will throw salt into your eyes. We all know how every Japanese player comes into that Major League Baseball is a lock. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all of them. Especially the pitchers, who are pitching complete games for six or seven years before they even hit the majors. I, 150. At least he'll, he'll fill the void of A-Rod. Yeah, because he's a pitcher and A Rod was no, 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 he's a big name. Tony in Iowa, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, I just want to take a moment here to plug my uh, my books I have available on Amazon, <laughs> written under the female names Amanda Rogers and Monica Bryant. Hardcore erotica. Yes, I am a man, and I write from the perspective of a woman. Why do you do that? It's enjoyable, and uh, my kids got to eat. But what, what's enjoyable? You like to say, and then he put his big cock into me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's uh, you, wrong with that. Do you, just, do you got uh, a little bit of it that you could read to us, Amanda? Uh not not in front of me. But if you look it up on Amazon, well, the uh, next time you call Rock. us, we'll plug it now. But the next time, just have a chapter to read—a very sexy chapter that you've written. I can do that for you, Ron. Okay, uh, and just give it a quick plug right now? Yeah, if I could. Uh, Monica Bryant and Amanda Rogers, available on Amazon. Uh, Monica writes about Big Black Cock. Amanda writes uh, a little bit more softer, but uh, still pretty hardcore. All right, the next time you call in, um, and Shelby, what's the thing that you were talking about from that TV show they do all the time? But if something I mean, is gay, workaholics? yeah, is it like gay or funny? Yeah, they have a sort of like a different bit, you know, where like it's kind of like is where I think is this gay or is this funny? The oh, thing they don't doing. do it. Just you think it? Yeah. They, oh, like, okay. They do like like a, one of the things in the first season, like just an example. They have like a hot woman coming out of a pool, and they're mm. all looking at her. And suddenly they pull back, and now all of them have, like, massive erections. And they're starting around like, dude, you're fully torqued. No, you're fully torqued. And they're all standing around just talking about their just giant boners. And, you know, just from somebody walking by, that would seem pretty gay. But, you know, in the context, it, it's hilarious. It's not gay at all. So. Um, all right, but all right, I will ask around. Gay or funny, Chris? That's funny. I'm going to throw gay, Fez. That's totally gay. And one thing that we've learned from Fez, you can't be gay and funny. So, <laughs> gay or funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you took delight and Shelby taking delight? <laughs> yes. But what about Fez, rather than fucking snapping back, putting his hands in his pockets and looking down all sad? When you know I'm just busting balls. Uh, you're very funny. Um, 
All right, so this guy writing erotic <laughs> material from a woman's point of view, gay or funny. <laughs> this is gay. But it's not gay because it's a woman. But he are, he's writing from the view of a woman, but he's he's writing about taking dick and going down on penis. Okay, that part I get. Like, going down he's on... making up things. Like He's imagining this in his head and putting it to paper or right, screen. Now you moved me to gay. I think it's not gay. He has too much woman sex involved in this. I think it's it's all around heterosex. I don't think it's gay. But could he be uh, ashamed of his thoughts and then so making it about a woman rather than himself? He, if if that's a total possibility. Thank yes. you. I was able to pull that back out of the fire. All right, give us another gay or funny. Gay or funny, like the movie or the TV show Jackass, all those guys, they're like funny. running. I don't even have a problem with this. They're not trying to bang each other. They're, they're just, just funny. T- dicks can be funny. Okay, how about your friend? He's sitting on the couch. Wait, we didn't let Fez. You didn't let Fez do it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Fezzy, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it's a lot of frat boy gay stuff. Yeah, there's gay tendencies there. No, they're not gay. They're not fucking each other. <laughs> What about a guy he passes out on the couch, maybe just was tired, he drank too much, and you wake him up, and right when you do, your ass is like fully spread apart right in his front of his face. As a prank. Well, I know, first of all, it's, I, I, I don't think it's gay, because it's actually making fun of gay things, but it's also not funny. <laughs> Unless for the lowest possible thing of funny... But it would have to be put on the side of funny, like a joke that failed, rather than gay. It. This is not gay. They're trying to disgust. So it, it goes into the funny category, right. that being the two only categories. Right. So it's very funny. I think it's very gay. I <laughs> think it's trying to be intimate and naked with somebody that you're interested in while they're powerless. But a gay guy wouldn't do that, right? A gay guy would not fucking hang his balls on another person's shoulder and say, quick, take a picture of this. It's funny. You, you understand what I'm saying? That it would be too personal of a moment? No, I'm just saying a gay guy would not do that joke. That I, I, I could just tell you that gay guys don't sit around and fucking hang brain on each other. Because <laughs> I think if they did that, they just end up start just, you know, having sex. I don't know. That, that part went beyond... I know that you're like Amanda Rogers that called in here a little while ago. Just, let's just imagine for a second, right? You put yourself in the, in the gay man's perspective. Uh, I have one. Yeah. I had a buddy in high school. He would um, say, hey, can you see what time it is? And he would take his dick out and wrap it around his, his wrist. And, and then so you're forced to look at his cock. He, he made a cock watch. First of all, that's funny and bragging. <laughs> <laughs> he did it a lot. It was like, all yeah. right, I've seen your cock enough, dude. What the yeah. fuck? But no, nah, yeah, that he wasn't gay as far as I know. No. And a gay guy also wouldn't wrap his wrist around his, his fucking cock and say, do you know what time it is? <laughs> that would be too ridiculous for them. <laughs> Not my... gay. He's just too into himself. Whoa. Like, a lot of these things, the gay aspect of it, like your cock or your balls or out of that, you're using it as a prop, you know, like a rubber chicken. 
It's not. There's nothing right. sexual well, about it. Let's just do it, this. Really. Rubber chicken, gay or funny? Oh, Because I'm going to say that that's closer to gay. That's a sex toy. That's a male sex toy. Yeah. That's like a gay fleshlight. How many fleshlights do they sell? Oh, they sell loads of fleshlights. I know Vice did something, right? They just they just uh, profiled the guy who created it, the the, the creator of the fleshlight. And like his, it took like twelve or fifteen years for him to actually right, get this I'm thing gonna, off the ground. I'm going to say this: owning a fleshlight is gay. <laughs> owning a fleshlight is a gay thing to do. They have a lot of them, man. And they're all shaped in different porn stars. Would, would you own a flashlight? No, I wouldn't own a flashlight. Because it's... It's kind of gay. It's kind of gay. <laughs> but maybe that's just a weird bias against male sex toys. I would love to hear from anyone who owns a flashlight. I'd like to own one, but I'd like to you know, try it before I buy it. Like, aren't they expensive? <laughs> oh I don't want to just... Uh, I don't. This thing is shitty. Now I have this liner oh, on my house. You know house. what? You can try Fez's, you motherfucker. <laughs> the maybe you can do it right now. Look, 80 bucks gets you Jen Jameson's pussy. <laughs> the only guys I know with any sex toys are gay guys. What kind of sex toys do gay guys have? Dildos, uh, vibrators. Yeah, but this is different than that. This is nothing that goes up your ass. And plus, a lot of straight guys own that and get off fucking using dildos and vibrators on women. Well, you can also buy Stoya's asshole. Who's? Stoya. I don't know her. She's like a, the new one of the new hot porn stars, and or you can buy her mouth. That's really strange. It's just a fleshlight, but with there's like a mouth on the end of it instead of a vagina. Personally, I think there's nothing different between a pocket pussy and a pocket anus. I see them exactly the same. <laughs> Apparently, the insides are a lot different when they make these things. Is that right? Yeah. Check this shit out. It all just seems a little too gay for me. <laughs> uh, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey man, Stoya's yeah. pussy flashlight is the shit. Right, talk to me about it a little bit because I'm not familiar. Hey man, you know when the wife is uh, running the monthly, man, it's the only thing that keeps me going. So you sit there with your flashlight and you fuck it. No, I make her do that. Right, you make her fuck the flashlight. <laughs> I make her fuck my dick with the flashlight, so I don't have to fuck the nasty bloody pussy. <laughs> All right. romantic. <laughs> Hold on. I got to pick my producer up off the fucking floor. <laughs> so she's sitting there with this flashlight. She puts it over your heart on and then starts to twerk it for you. Exactly. As if she was a union worker. And sometimes, you know, she'll sit there doggy style and put it between her legs so I get the full effect, you know. It's good shit. <laughs> Don't knock it till you try to, guys. Okay. Um. The Stoya Destroya version is $60. <laughs> so, we got that going for us. All right. Flathead just brought up an old buddy of mine, and I don't know why he, uh, he said it. Um... Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What are we without a person in today? The uh, screener that we had uh, had to leave. Okay, on screen call, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey there, Ronnie B. Hey, hey uh, Fezzy said that he knew gay guys. If that's true, why hasn't he gotten laid yet? The gay guys that he, you did know stopped being friends with you? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, there was no more hanging out. So, And they all had dildos? 
There was some that I knew that definitely had dildos. I know that there's some of the OutQ people I know have uh, also sex toys. And you don't have any sex toys? No, no. Mm. I tried one one time, but it was really painful and didn't even keep it. What? Maybe you should get a flashlight. Get one of the ass ones. They're not just pussies. Flashlights aren't for pussies anymore. They're also for assholes. Hi, you're on the Ron Face Show. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? I, I just got to remind you, but with a flashlight, saying that it's gay, that means that you think that Kevin Smith is gay. He's been one of the biggest proponents of the flashlight for as many years as I can know. I want to say yes. I'm going to have to say yes. <laughs> Only because it backs up my. Uh, I think Kevin Smith is a genius, but, but a I think I think it, I think it comes across as somewhat gay to use a flashlight, and um, you know, Kevin's humor is somewhat homoerotic. Uh, I'm saying that as a gigantic fan of his. Uh, hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Pepper? Yes. Yo, Pepper, is it gay to fuck a male sex doll? Yeah, that's gay to fuck a male, a dude sex doll, yeah. But it's just plastic, you know? Yeah, but you're you're fucking a, something that looks like a dude. Like you, All right, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to ask him whether this is gay or not, right? Okay. Is it fucking gay to jerk off while an action fi- action movie is on your TV? Are you like are- you're not necessarily focusing on it? Yeah. But in the meantime, you're also kind of checking it out while you're fucking <laughs> jerking off. You're kind of doing two things at once. I think that's gay because, like, you're hearing, even if you're not focusing, like Schwarzenegger okay. or... Okay, well, I get it, but if you're fucking a woman while the TV's on, you don't suddenly call that gay. And again, you can hear Schwarzenegger. And by the way, I would not be watching a Schwarzenegger movie. That's already gay enough as it is. <laughs> right back from his Mr. Universe days. You know, just when we get into something like this, it's just perfect... Boom, we gotta go. And we're being thrown out of the place because they gotta work on the phones? Yeah. Operations need to get in here. Is what was told to me. Okay. We got anything else we gotta do around here? BJ Novak unmasked. Thank you. It's happening February 4th at 1 p.m. right here at the SiriusXM Studios. Go to the iBag.com to find out how to get tickets. B.J. Novak of The Office. Mikey D, by the way, has all the same things as, uh, I guess he belongs to the same thing that Dave belongs to. Maybe I should get my movies from him instead of Dave. I'll see Dave on Thursday. Too late. I can see Mikey right now. I could give, I could give Mikey Dave's break at this exact second. I could give him uh, his half hour. Mikey, if you'd like a half hour... And then you can find out why you didn't pass these two guys interviewing things. Uh, we can do that, provided on the movies that you have. And then you will move back in as one of my best friends. That's it for us. we got to get out of here. we got to physically get out of here. See you guys back in here tomorrow. Uh, as I just announced, we'll have off next Friday. 
Next Friday, we have off. Say it, Chris. Say it with me. Okay. It's because we stand together for a fucking change, right? All right, let's 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 be one. Come on, Jesus Christ, just say it. You know you're going to say it. Why you act like I'm going to set this... I'm going to act for a second here. We're all, I'm going to speak for you. We're all together. We're off next Friday? Yes, we're off next Friday. Next Friday, we're off. Because I don't even have to ask you. Your loyalty is tremendous. We're off next Friday, the 31st. I don't even have to ask you. It's already known. It's a known fact. You're a loyal person. Ask that creep, Shelby. Shelby, no. I'm locking him out. I'm fucking calling security and saying that he molested a child downstairs. Good. <laughs> and don't let him up. I'm standing together, finally, once. Foreign Legion. All right? That's us. The old Tampa band. But fucking should have been huge. All right. Peace out, everybody. Tonight on TV, Fez, your favorite two shows. Workaholics at 10 p.m. Eastern. Right after that, the premiere of Broad City. And that's the end of my show. Donk. This show was brought to you by Afro and Friends. You can get other high-quality Opie and Anthony-related audio from the website afroandfriends.blogspot.com.